Hello and welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendyka. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. We're locked in, ready to go. Huge, loaded show today. We got rankings bonanza going on today, Mike. We're ranking all of our positional groups for the entire AFC East division. We got some wings talk. We're talking Tigers, and we're doing something a little more fun today on the wrestling side. We're going to be doing some rankings of every single championship in all of the five major companies in the professional wrestling world today we're going to do uh you know it'll be a little fun today so a little more of a lighthearted show as we're kind of ramping up for the summer months um you know we've got all in in a few weeks we've got SummerSlam in less than a month mike we got SummerSlam coming up um you know, the NFL season is right upon us. We're getting there close to training camp, um, you know, as as we kind of dial down here in the rest of the AFC conference before we pick up in the NFC. Lots of good stuff coming your way, guys. But before we get going, I do want to say thank you once again to our sponsor, Righteous Felon Craft Jerky, um, for sponsoring the show. Uh, use our code ALWAYSRIGHT for 15% off all products at Righteous Felon. Um, go to RighteousFelon.com, get all your products there. 15% off everything, guys. Every single thing. The bundles, individual packages. They got the sticks. They got packages of jerky, turkey jerky, all that good stuff. We really appreciate them. So once again, thank you to Righteous Felon. You guys are the best. Um, also, if you guys want to go to I'm Always Right PC.com, look up on our merch page. You can get the official I'm Always Right Sports Podcast t-shirt, as well as some other cool codes for some other great products that are sponsoring us this week. Uh, really appreciate all you guys going out there. Really appreciate all the support. Once again, make sure to subscribe, share this show with all of your friends on all of our social media platforms and on all of our streaming sites. So that's Spotify, that's Apple, that's uh Amazon Podcasts, that's SoundCloud. Wherever you listen to podcasts, we are there. And if we're not, let us know so we can make sure that we are on your favorite streaming platform. Once again, really appreciate your support. But, Mike, let's just jump right in. AFC East Divisional Rankings, I've been getting a lot of positive feedback on this. You know what's funny is we started doing this last year, uh, and this was a great idea that you had. And now you know what I'm seeing, Mike, out of, like, all these shows? They're all doing this now. Did you notice this this mm-hmm. last year, this last offseason? ESPN's doing it, FS1's doing this stuff, and I'm like, I think they owe you some royalty checks or something, dude, because this is bullcrap. I kind of think so, too. I, like, seriously, I know I literally was watching, because nobody watches ESPN anymore, because mm-hmm. who does that? But, like, I and was they like... they fired everybody. Yeah, so. exactly, right? Um, but I was like, I was at, like, a Buffalo Wild Wings, and I saw them, and they were, like, ranking receiving cores and shit, and I was like, what the... Like, this is our, this is our shtick. Mm-hmm. What's happening here? So yeah. it's a little bit bullcrap, but it's fine, you know? Um... We're just too early to the party. Yeah, you know what? We're you know we're victims of our own success. You know we're just a little bit ahead of our time. You know mm-hmm. we're we're gonna be that guy. We're gonna be that person. who's like, man, if he was in a different era, <laughs> he'd have been world champion. That's us. Yeah. Um, instead, we're stuck in mid card, but it's okay. Um, yeah. You know we're gonna go through AFC East division, Mike. Uh, just as a recap, right? So we had the Baltimore Ravens. Coming out of the AFC North. Yeah, edging out the Cincinnati Bengals. Edging out those Cincinnati Bengals, despite Joe Burrow's you know. awesomeness. <laughs> he got invited to the cool kid party a couple weeks ago. Yeah, nice. So I was, I was like, yeah, you're in there. Yeah, that makes sense. He wore, his, he wore the sweet sh- the shades, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was like wearing all white with the shades. And I was like, yeah. you're the coolest guy. 14 cigars in his hand, yeah. just walking around, looking like Wolverine. With yeah. Him. <laughs> Yeah, he's so cool. <laughs> and then last week, last week we had the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right, mm-hmm. edging out the Houston Texans of all teams. Yeah. Meanwhile, we just realized that the Tennessee Titans have no skill at any position outside of running back. But you know, it was okay. Um, you know, they'll get there. 
really interested in DeAndre Hopkins, which now it all makes sense why, I guess. I don't know why he'd ever want to go there, but... He's going to get every target on mankind. There's so. nobody else to catch a football out there. Mm-hmm. I think right now me and you could be five and six on the depth chart. <laughs> I'll even let you be five because you're taller than me, so sure. it works out. <laughs> yeah. Um but AFC East time, Mike, let's jump right in here. Who are the teams in the AFC East? Just reminding everybody, just yeah, in case so we got, somebody doesn't know. We got those Buffalo Bills. Those Buffalo Bills. That Miami Dolphins. Um, the Patriots are there. <laughs> <laughs> and and that, that guy who uh, does illegal drugs, Aaron Rodgers' team. <laughs> Yeah, we got the, Madden, the Jets. <laughs> we got the Madden cover athlete. We've got the guy who can't stop getting hurt. We've yep. got Mister um, Enema, and we've got uh, Mac Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, however you want to say yeah, it. Exactly. Um, looking forward to it, though. This is a this is a conference. You know, it's funny because it, this is a this is a division similar to the NFC North in the sense. For such a long time, New England just dominated, right? Mm-hmm. And now you're starting to see that shift in the, in the North. For so long, it was like, okay, well, Green Bay is going to win the NFC North, and then. Maybe a Chicago, maybe a Minnesota comes into the wild card. It was never the Lions. We had a couple years where it was viable, but nothing really all that consistent, right? Um, Here, right, it's kind of similar thing. But now that has kind of shifted a little bit where Buffalo last couple years has really kind of taken a stranglehold on the division. But, you know, as we're going to kind of explore here, this division is going to be tight. You know what I mean? I I really think that there's at least three teams and one team who thinks that they're going to be you know, I think there's there's a legitimate chance. You know, health is going to play a big part in it. Where you could go three teams deep, where you go, maybe this is a year they could win it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we'll start off with our quarterbacks that mm-hmm. we just kind of made fun of. So <laughs> we got uh, Joshy Poo Allen. Yep. You know, Madden twenty four cover athlete. Madden twenty four cover athlete. People think he's still really good. Maybe <laughs> is he? Is he? He made the top five. So that's something. I guess. Not a lot of competition out there, let me tell say, you. Yeah. Um, we have Tua, long name Tonga Valoa. <laughs> we have the Mac, Jones the Mac Jones from the University of Alabama. Yeah. And we have, uh, you know, former Green Bay Packer, absolute legend, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron <laughs> <laughs> is a, a New York Aaron is a New York Jet, so he will hopefully be a starter there. Following in the footsteps of his father, Brett Favre, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we're and making. He's going to go back to Minnesota in a couple years, so we'll see. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> Lordy, Lordy. Okay, so let's let's jump in here, right? Yeah. So I mean, it's a clear number one, yeah, right? It's Josh Allen, clear, Josh Allen, clear number one, and okay. then there's a clear number four. <laughs> Mac Jones. Really? Stunned. <laughs> Stunned. He's, I, he's in a ferocious camp battle with Bailey Zappi right now. Yeah, okay, so I can't imagine. Yeah. So, and um, Bailey Zappi sometimes plays better than him. So, yeah. well, uh, in, in his defense, he went from having Josh McDaniels, who's historically one of the better offensive coordinators in the league, mm-hmm. and then he had Matt Patricia and Joe Judge telling him how to throw footballs, who also can't throw footballs. So, sure. like, that's a pretty rough go. Bill O'Brien's I, coming in. That's got to help a little. Sure. Uh, but, yeah, he's clearly four. Um, I think the two and three is closer than people would like to admit at mm. times. I'm going to put Rodgers at two, and okay. I'm going to put um, Tua left brain um, mm-hmm. at number three. I think just the from historical purposes of it, and then two, I think Rodgers has a better chance of playing 17 games than, than Tua does. Sure. Uh, based off of my quarterback ranking, I have those flipped, but, yeah. you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, you have them flipped. I, I have Tua at like, right I think now. I have Tua at like 11 or 12, and Rodgers at like 14. Okay. So they're right. close. That's, that's pretty close. But, okay. um, but I have Tua above. Yeah, I just, you know, 
I'm I'm assuming, you know, and this is I, I don't like saying this, but I'm I have a weird feeling that Rodgers is gonna come out like reinvigorated this year. Mm-hmm. Right. And like Oh, I'm just so happy to, you know, because he's, I mean, literally since the moment we have started this show, I remember our very first topic ever, some IR history, if you will, Mm -hmm. our very first topic ever on this show was Mike McCarthy got fired from the Green Bay Packers. That was our very first topic we ever did on this show. Ever since that moment, it's been like, so what's Aaron Rodgers' future looking like, Mm -hmm. right? And now we're here four years later, he's finally on a different team. I just feel like he's going to come in and he's going to be like, oh, this is just so much better. And... From a receiving core perspective, you know, Garrett Wilson's a legit dude. You know what I mean? So it's like, I just, I just feel like maybe he's going to have a better season maybe than Tua does, but who the hell knows? Yeah. I think it's close either way. It is close. Uh, we'll find out that week one when the Jets play the Dolph- or the, the Bills on Monday Night Football. Go. If he throws like three picks, I'm going to really just funny. die. Going to die. It, w- it would be interesting. It would be. Because everyone, everyone, oh, my God, Skip Bayless will just lose his mind. But he might be fired, though, so who knows? Oh, no, no, he's no, not He's not no. FS1, right? Yeah, he's FS1. Oh, okay. so he's, he's just on a hiatus right he's now. He's on hiatus because he'll have a co-host because he ran the co-host. So time. what if they did, like, a Skip Bayless versus himself? So they just took old Skip Bayless footage and played it when he said real things. Like, Dallas Cowboys are going to win the division. And then there's going to be, like, a clip from, like, three years ago. Dak Prescott can't throw a ball forward. And then it's just him arguing with himself. I mean, that would be pretty interesting. I, Have you seen the Aaron Rodgers one of that? Yes. Where, and it's really Hilarious. It's, like, actually kind of accurate and yeah. kind of creepy. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. It's yeah, awful. He's really funny. Yeah, he's awful. It's the worst. I think he's he's the one person I, I take with the most grain of salt when he says anything. Because yeah. I just don't believe. He's, he's way too... Uh, Skip or, or Rogers? No, both. So, <laughs> just Skip, want to clarify. Skip is very uh, like uh, team and player oriented. Like he has way too hard of opinion on someone. Where like he, you could you sense the bias. Well, what's crazy is like even this NBA offseason. We're gonna talk NBA here in a second. But he's like, oh, I love these Lakers moves, mm-hmm. and then. Immediately well, like, the playoffs, I hate the Lakers. Well, so like, and I want the, the the thing that he does, and a lot of other people do too, to teams is he he gasses up someone he doesn't like. So when they don't do well, he goes, "I I, I thought they were gonna win, and he didn't win." Like he he went. He's he he said uh, like a week ago. He yeah. was like he was like, "Yeah, I think this Lakers team. I think I think LeBron should definitely be the favorite to win the championship this upcoming season. I go, well, you can't say that because then when they don't, you go, I had him as the favorite and, and then they didn't win and, and he, he blew, blew it. it. Yeah. And I go, my man's 40 years old. <laughs> Chill out. So he does, he's like, it. he's one of those guys. And it was the worst. Pack I love people, it. So I love it. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, Josh Allen, best quarterback in this division. Yes. Yeah. Um, running back wise here. So don't tell Bills. Jets fans. That, yeah. Though. Don't tell Jets fans yeah. that. Cause they won't take to that yeah. lightly. Uh, the Bills, they got uh, James Cook and Damian Harris, former Patriot running back, shifted teams. They just refuse to address the running back position. They say, they? who needs a running back when we have Josh Allen? And I Who's said, a running back himself? Who just <laughs> happens to throw the ball forward every once in a while? Yeah. The Miami Dolphins have Raheem Mostert and uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. There we go. Uh, New England Patriots have Ramonde Stevenson and, um, hold on, Ty Montgomery. So, sure. Running sure. backs. Ty Montgomery's not even a running back. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. It said Montgomery. I was like, I need to know his first name because I don't know who that is. <laughs> uh, and the Jets have, obviously, Brees Hall and Michael Carter. Yeah. Um. So, I think Jets are one here. Yeah. Brees Hall um, probably the best running back of these guys. Yeah. I would say, I would actually say probably the Dolphins are two. Sure. Um, Mostert and Jeff Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, 
I'm going to say three is probably New England. You think Buffalo is that far down? I, I don't. James Cook and Damian Harrison? I, I don't think Damian Harrison is all that good. Like I I don't I don't love what he does and James Cook is not a running back he's a receiver. James Cook's a running back. No, he's a running back, but he like he's mostly used as a pass catching back. Mm. I guess is my point, right? So like, sure. I I mean I think I think Stevenson is a more three down back than either one of those two guys is. Mm. And while their backup is Ty Montgomery, who's kind of garbage, I get that. But mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Are you that passionate about James Cook? I kind of like James. You Cook. do? Yeah. I also just, you better be your first round pick in fantasy this year. Yeah, I just also don't like Ramonde Stevenson. So I, yeah, I, yeah. Just, I mean, I I think it's just he's more. I think he's got more upside than Cook does. I don't like sure. Cook is not going to give you like thirty snaps offensively. Okay, I just I think that's why they brought Damian Harris in. Was I would love to argue that, but I don't have the math on that, so you know I, I, mean? I I can't argue that he doesn't. I let's just say this: I think Jets and Dolphins. And then there's a pretty wide margin there. Yeah, between the other two. I don't think sure. either team is going to have a very good run game. Let's put it that way. No, I don't either. As I mean, the, I mean, yeah. the Bills have just as good running games as the Chiefs do. Right. Nothing. Nothing. So right. It's, yeah. It's they can start a seventh game. round guy that no one's ever heard of before. And, yeah, because uh, yeah. that's all they need. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. That makes sense. Come on, Bills. Just get it together. <laughs> help me out a little bit. Um, well, we're going to go receivers next. That'll help a little bit. I hope so. So <laughs> unless one of them leaves. So Buffalo here. <laughs> wow. Uh, they got uh, obviously Stephon Diggs. He's pretty good. Best trade they've ever made. By okay. the way, absolutely traded a first round pick straight up for him. And like I, I get it, Minnesota got Justin Jefferson. But yeah. like, talk about a trade that really worked out for everybody involved. Yeah. Um. Yes, absolutely. You know what I mean? Uh, Gabe Davis is their other receiver, and then they got um. God, who's the third guy? Trent Sherfield, Khalil Shakur, Justin Shorter. Sure. Any of those guys? No. They really just got two guys. Yeah. They got two Yikes. dogs. Who do they lose? Uh, Isaiah McKenzie. That's who it is. Thank you. He was really good. Yeah, he was good for he that. He was a really good third. Yeah. Uh, the they Miami Dolphins. Beasley out of retirement again. Uh, yeah, please, please. <laughs> uh, the Miami Dolphins have Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, and Braxton Berrios. So the fastest. Yeah. Wide receiving curl. Braxton Berrios, former New York Jet. Yep. Uh, the Patriots out here have Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne, and Juju Smith-Schuster. Now they re-signed Devontae, Devontae Parker for like $33 million. Yeah, they love them some... Uh, slow receivers. Slow receivers. Uh, just just like a, a certain team we know, uh, the Tennessee Titans. They also like slow receivers. <laughs> the uh, Titans don't like receivers. They're like, <laughs> re- How do we get average athletes in here? <laughs> the New York Jets? Bob Quinn assessing cornerback speed. Yeah. The <laughs> New York Jets have... Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, McCole Harmon Jr., and I'll even add Corey Davis because wow. and Denzel Mims. Yeah, All right, that, both those guys. Yeah, they're really solid. Room there. So, so this is hard, right? So, like, you look at it on paper. I think Miami has a better starting mm-hmm. core, but I think the Jets have a deeper room. So, which one do you are you are you in lockstep with me on that? Yeah. So, uh, here's what I would say is, yeah. I, I didn't do Miami fully justice. They also have Cedric Wilson Jr., the Dallas yeah, guy. He's pretty good too. I would give it to Miami because okay. I like the three, and then Cedric kind of adds a little bit that yeah. I didn't say originally. Yeah. Um, I think the Jets would be two because I think you have five guys deep there. Yeah. Um, and then Buffalo would be three because I think outside of the two. Yeah. Even though, even though Diggs is probably. Best of, I'm, I would, of most of these Yeah, receivers. I'm going to say he's probably Him the most complete are, receiver. Yeah, he's yeah. probably the most re- complete If Tyreek ran a 4-5, he's not the same player. Exactly. And I know that's not fair to say because he runs a 4-2, but like 
if he starts to slow down at any modicum of time, mm-hmm. he doesn't have the best hands in the world yeah. compared to like a he did. He did have the ball hit him twice right in the face mask that almost <laughs> got stuck in his face mask and he didn't catch. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so I would say I would say Buffalo's three only okay. because the other two rooms are more impressive in yeah, general. Yeah, yeah. And then the Patriots are four because they don't have athletes. Yeah. No, that's not good. They have Juju. Yeah, I don't know. Listen, I get it. That's the New England way. But, like, you know what kills me about Belichick, though? It's like, hey, you know what we're going to go do? We're going to get Randy Moss. And, like, your offense just immediately opened up, and it was, mm-hmm. like, the best thing ever. And they're like, let's never do that again. Let's mm-hmm. never go get the most athletic guy ever. Yeah. I don't well, understand. Well, the the problem is, one, the Belichick way only works when you have, like, the best quarterback ever. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, like, realistically, yeah. like, everyone loves Andy yeah. Reid, but it's, like, the Andy Reid way works the best when you have, like, Mahomes. And, and you know it's fun. I'm glad like, you brought it, that it up. It works with Alex Smith a little bit, but they're well, not winning Super Bowls without everyone. Alex Smith. You know, because there was that whole thing like Colin Coward went on a big tangent, right? It's like, oh, Andy Reid was probably catch up. I go, well, let's. In, in fairness to Belichick, a little bit, yeah. okay. Andy Reid's quarterbacks as a head coach were Donovan McNabb, Michael Vick, the last of the good years, mm-hmm. right? Michael Vick, Kevin Cobb was a disaster, didn't win with him, and then he went to Kansas City. And then had Alex Smith, didn't win shit, and then had Mahomes. So you're looking at McNabb and Mahomes. You have two guys that were at any point in time top five to seven quarterbacks in their prime at all times. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? I get it. He had, Belichick had Brady for forever. But, like, it's not like McNabb walked in and was like, or, I mean, Randy Reed was like, man, I got to deal with freaking, you know, Joey Harrington throwing the ball for me for three years. Yeah. If he would have won with a team like that and went to an NFC Championship game, all fa- all bets sure. are off. Yeah, but McNabb was awesome. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> you know and what that's, I mean? that's what I mean. It's just yeah. like it's just like one yeah. of those. Uh... I love Andy Reid, one of the best coaches ever. But I was like, let's not make it seem like he had it hard in this world here. Yeah. Okay, he had a good defense too. My goodness. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So all right, back to the receivers. All right. So we've got Miami one, Jets two, Bills three, New England doesn't Four. have athletes. Got yeah. it. Yeah, he does not have athletes. Just unfortunate. To unfortunate. See. Uh, tight end rooms. So, uh, Buffalo here, we got... Man, um, getting killed in this. <laughs> Baltimore, or sorry, Buffalo's got uh, Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid. Farmer for the first round pick this year. Yep. Uh, the Miami Dolphins have Durham Smith and Eric Saubert. So, huh? Names. Where's Mike Kosicki? He left. He's uh, on a different team. Alrighty. Uh, Clearly. We'll get, we'll get there one day, because I don't know what team we'll uh. do, but... <laughs> Uh, oh, here. You know what? We'll get there right now. Yeah. So the Patriots have Sign Hunter up. Henry and Mike Jusecki. Oh, there you go. That's, that <laughs> makes sense. There, there we go. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. And then the Jets have uh, Tyler Conklin and uh, TJ Uzama. Okay. CJ Uzama. Sorry. Yeah. Wrong initials, but. Um, okay, so I'm going to go. So Dolphins are four. Yeah, Dolphins are definitely four. I think Jets are three. Yep. I think. Uh, In New England's two. New England is two. Buffalo wins. Buffalo's one. one. With the, with the yeah. Tight end room. Yeah. yeah. I think, once again, I think health plays a little bit into it as well. But, mm-hmm. like, Dalton Keane's first-round pick, he was Utah's offense. Mm-hmm. And Dawson Knox was already a pretty darn good tight end. Yeah, Dawson Knox is already that, like, yeah. high second portal of yes. tight ends Correct. that you draft. So, yeah. Um, pretty solid yeah. guy there. Mm-hmm. All right. And then offensive lines from left tackle to right tackle. So, Buffalo, we got uh, Deion Dawkins, mm-hmm. Connor McGovern, Mitch Morse, Ryan Bates, and Spencer Brown. Okay. Um, let's see. There was uh, right sides, man. Yeah. 
guess you're, uh, yeah, uh, okay, that's that's what we got there. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I thought I saw like, anybody hurt. Yeah, or I was like, I, was like I, th- I thought I saw a couple guys. No, okay. Uh, Miami's got Taron Armstead, Liam Eichenberg, Connor Williams, Robert Hunt, and Austin Jackson. A lot of former first and second round picks on that line. So. Yes. Yes. So. <laughs> New Speaking in- of first round picks, yeah. here come the Jets. No. <laughs> <laughs> New England Patriots got uh, Trent Brown, Cole Strange, David Andrews, Mike uh, Orwanru, and Riley Reef. Riley Reef is in New England. Mm-hmm. Man, that bastard's hung on forever. Yeah. And then the New York Jets have Dwayne Brown, Lincoln Tomlinson, Joe Tipman, uh, AVT, Elijah Vera Tucker, yep. and Mackay Becton. Oof. This is a tough one for me because, like, the Jets on paper, if you're talking, like, a Madden world or on potential, mm-hmm. could be really good. Sure. But Mekhi Beckton hasn't played in two years, yeah. right? That's that's tough. you know. And Dwayne Brown is literally 67 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, that, so that's, that's that, tough. That also doesn't help. I think New England's got a pretty solid line. Once too. again, older guys, but, like, not – like, there's not, like, a part where you go, oh, God, like, that's a rough go. Like, Riley Reef is, like, the, the outlier there, mm-hmm. but even he's serviceable. I mm-hmm. mean, shoot, Cincinnati went to a Super Bowl with him. Um, I don't mind Miami's as well, and I think the Bills are just kind of there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So this is, a little, this is a little bit more difficult for me. I don't know where you're at with it. I almost want to kind of lean towards New England being one. Yeah, I kinda, I'm kind of leaning New England one. Um. I think Buffalo's four. Yeah, I would say Buffalo's four. I'm gonna say Miami is two. New yeah, England, I like then, I like having yeah. you know two second rounds, a first rounder. Yeah, and then um, Taron Armstead out there. Well, Taron Armstead's one of the best left tackles in football. Yeah, so you like I, I think mean? Miami in, in total is pretty good there. So yeah. I put them at two. Yeah, and like you said, on paper the Jets are probably three. It could be two. Yeah, like if Beckton play, Veritak is a first round pick. Beckton's a first round pick. Dwayne Brown is just a thousand, right? That's hard. But Lake and Tomlinson's played good everywhere besides Detroit, where he got drafted. Yeah. I mean, he played good for he played good for the Niners. Um, he just got an extension there, I believe. Yeah, and um, it showed Tittman's a second round pick from this past yeah, season. Yeah, exactly. So. so it's like it's it's a lot of could be mm-hmm. really good, right? It's yeah. less of okay, we know exactly what we have. Exactly. So yeah, I, yeah Jets three, and then uh, who do we have it for? Buffalo. Buffalo. Buffalo's four. Yeah. yeah. So. After all of those, ranking the offenses is very interesting. I think the Patriots have the worst offense. Yeah, they do. They just have the worst quarterback, yeah, worst receiver yeah, room. Yeah, and their offensive line is... It's it's the best of the, the four. It's the best O-line, but and their running backs, I think, third. Yeah, is, second yeah, or third. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I think they, they don't finish first in any category. Yeah, yeah. so they're, so they're four. Um, the other three, like I said, I think this is where... It's, yeah, it's... It's really toss-up. Like, I think... Yeah. I think what it ends up being, honestly, is I think Buffalo's probably three. Because I think I think you have the quarterback play, but I don't yeah. think Tua and Rodgers are all that so, yeah, so far, far off where right. it's like it's like it's not like you have like Mahomes drop off Jimmy Garoppolo style right. guys or right. something. Like right. or like Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. Tannehill, two rookies. Like right. they're like, all right, Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. and Tua are pretty solid guys. Yeah. And I don't think they really outside of tight end won any of the rooms. Uh-uh. Yeah, I think you might be right. Outside of off- and offense line, they were fourth. Right. Running so, back, they're either three or three four. Three or four, probably. Yeah. Um, I think on paper, I don't think they have yeah, the most you're, surprising You're not team. wrong. Yeah, I think, yeah, the tight end is going to help them, actually, yeah. like, in real life. 
Sure. But yeah, I think from an on paper perspective, yeah, I think they're probably three. And then I it think... kind of goes between the Jets and the Dolphins. I kind of, I kind of lean Jets on paper. Yeah, it's tough. I'm, I'm. I don't think I don't think the Jets have a glaring weakness on their offensive roster. Yeah, I think Miami. Yeah. You, can, you can point at like, all right, your tight end room mm-hmm. is pretty is rough, pretty or maybe after Tyreek and Jalen Waddle, you're mm-hmm. kind of you know a Cedric Wilson, off. Brandon Barrios, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Jets, you go running back solid, tight ends better than the Dolphins. Rodgers, you you put above Tua, so you mm-hmm. you, you think highly yeah. more highly, and the wide receiver room in as a whole collective unit. Yeah, right. Might yeah. be there. I'm willing to say the Jets probably have the better better offensive Best roster offense. right now. Yeah, I could say that. Right. I think it's close between yeah. them and Miami. Um, but if the Jets O-line, and this is kind of their key to their season too, like yeah, objectively, sense, right? Yeah. Like if the Jets offensive line can protect Rodgers, they're going to be tough to beat. They got speed now, like McCall Hardman's a guy. Like they have a couple guys like Hardman and Denzel Mims who have guys have yet to realize their full potential as football players in the NFL. But if they can keep Rodgers upright, it's going to be really difficult to beat this Jets team. You know, Brees Hall comes back. You've got Michael Carter, who was basically another, you know, was a good viable option for you. If their whole line can hold up, this Jets team is going to be a problem. Mm -hmm. Assuming Rodgers doesn't go, you know, Full far, full far on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. That would just... dude. Imagine they start out super hot like they did with like Favre did with the Jets, and then they collapse. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine how crazy that would be? Where it's like, oh my god, it's like history repeating itself to like the worth degree. That'd be so crazy. <laughs> be nuts. All right, defensive side of the ball. Buffalo fans right now are like, this is bullshit. And I'm like, yep. Look at your roster. Tell me otherwise. Yeah. Fight I mean, me on that. Here's the thing. Quarterback, yes. You have the, probably the best quarterback and best individual receiver and probably the best individual tight end. Mm-hmm. But after that, you have a massive drop-off in every other position. Yeah. Like, you're taking Stephon Diggs, and then I'm taking three Jet receivers after that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or or Miami receivers or whoever, right? Like, I'm just taking guys that are, like, significantly yeah. better. If you were, like, drafting offensive lines, you're like, yeah. there are players that yeah. each offensive I'm not taking line. a single member of the Buffalo offensive, offensive line, line over someone so. else. I don't yeah. think so. Yeah. All right. Defenses here. So, Buffalo's defensive line. We got. Oh, boy. Greg Russo. Yeah. Daquan Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ed Oliver. Yep. And Von Miller. It's pretty damn good. And if you even want to throw on Shaq Lawson, Puna Ford, or <laughs> Leonard Floyd. <laughs> all the guys that are there. Yeah. Kind of just D-lineman. Yeah. A lot there. Yeah. Yeah. I got a lot there. Did you know Sean McDermott's a defensive coach? Yeah. <laughs> I think I heard that somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Miami Dolphins. They got uh Zach Sealer. Sure. Um Raekwon Davis. Yeah. Christian Wilkins. Nice. As they run three four. Yeah. So it's that's okay. all we got there. Yeah. Uh New England. We got uh Dietrich Wise Jr. Yep. Uh David uh Gotchas, Christian Barmore, and yep. uh that's it, because they run a three four. Yeah. Gotta stop myself. Before we get these linebackers. <laughs> and then the New York Jets got John Franklin Myers, Quinnen Williams, um, Quinton Jefferson, and Carl Lawson. Okay, so Buffalo's one. Buffalo is like so far one, it's not even crazy. <laughs> They've got two def- Their backups are probably better than Their backups are better than, are better than some of these starters. <laughs> I know. Uh, um, <laughs> just D-line-wise, I think 
uh, Jets, Jets or two. two. Yep. Um, with Quinn and Williams and Carl Lawson. Yes. And those Carl Lawson, they don't have even really full gotten yeah. benefits out of yet. Um, I'm going to say Miami's three. Three, because I like Christian Wilkins. More than you like Christian Barmore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which Christian do you like more in that yeah. one? So, uh, yeah. So Miami three, New England four. four. Sure. Sure. Uh, linebacking room. Yeah, this, this is where this, even this out. is where yeah everything kind of yeah. out. So the Buffalo Bills have Matt Milano oh, yeah. and uh, Terrell Bernard. Yeah, they lost Edmonds because they lost Edmonds. Yeah. Uh, Miami Dolphins have uh, Jalen Phillips, David Long Jr., Jerome Baker, and Bradley Chubb. Mm, yeah, Bradley Chubb's good, but everybody else is just okay. Yeah. New England has Matthew Junon, Juwan yeah. Bentley. And Chelani Tavai. Oh, yeah, baby. Yep. With uh, Josh Uche out there. Yeah. He's a former Michigan guy. So. Yep. And then the New York Jets have... Uh, Chelani Tavai is a starter. Yeah. That's Good funny. God. Quincy Williams, CJ Mosley, and Jermaine Sherwood. Okay. Um, Interesting, nonetheless. Um, I'm going to say New England's one in this situation. I think Matthew Judon is you probably... Like them, you like him over, like, Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips and Jerome Baker from the Dolphins? <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not I'm not overly... Like, I... I Bradley you like Chubb him over me, Quincy Williams and C.J. Mosley? I do like him over that. Okay. I do like them over that. I think that the scheme... Matthew Judon's a freak. Mm-hmm. He's he's a really good player. Matthew mm-hmm. Judon's probably the best linebacker that they that's in this division, low-key. Um, slash pass rusher. Like you look at it, like sure. like like what he does for them, right? Yeah. Like Von Miller's getting up there. I here's the thing. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't look at Bradley Chubb as this holy shit can't miss guy anymore. When mm-hmm. he came out of college, I was like, this dude's gonna be awesome, and he's been good, but he's not been Von Miller. Yeah. And, and he had Von Miller next to him, and he didn't dominate. Yeah. You know what I mean? He doesn't have the Terrell Suggs year or something like that, where I go. Holy shit! You know what I mean. Mm. And maybe I'm mis mis remembering what Bradley Chubb does, but I just don't like. I I I'm not seeing it as like this. Holy shit! He's amazing. Yeah, you know I mean, what I mean. He's, he's also just had like injury stuff, and that's, that's part of it though too, too, right? It's like I just you know he's 27. He's on his second team. You know he had his his rookie year. He had 12 sacks. He's never been above eight since then. 12, one, seven and a half. Zero, five and a half, two and a half. Mm-hmm. That's not, I mean, shit. That's 28 and a half sacks in one, two, three, four, six years. Mm-hmm. Right now, I get it. He's been hurt some of that time, right? That, but that's got to play into it a little bit. I don't know. I think Matthew Judon, maybe it's recently by Matthew Judon had a great year last year. Mm-hmm. You know, he's yeah. been really good in both Baltimore and, um, and in New England, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit older, obviously. I don't know where I don't know where you're at with it. I just feel like the you have to be a good linebacker or have to be a very specific role to be in New England's defense. Yeah, that's clearly see, how Tavai. I would say out. I would say Matthew Judon is pretty good. Yeah, and then you just get Tavai out there, and I go, you're just <laughs> slow and can't do anything. So I think yeah. they, it like balances each other out when you look at the whole room to, collectively. Yeah, um, I kind of think C.J. Mosley because he was hurt. Yes. And, like, didn't play a lot last year. Or yeah. um, I think he's a little, like, people kind of forget about him. I think he's kind of a dog out there. Right. Um, yeah, he's, yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, for sure. I, I, I think Mosley's underrated. I think, but his best years have never been with the Jets. I think that's my biggest No, yeah, issue, he, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, his, yeah. his years were with um, 
Baltimore. Like when he signed with with the Jets, I went, okay, so this is kind of the time where he cashes in and yeah. is done with it. Um, yeah, I think Buffalo's four just because they got rid of Edmonds. I love yeah. Matt Milano. Matt Milano's really consistent. Uh, yeah, he's very consistent, good. really very good. good. They still have that second yeah. guy. Yeah. To work with him, and their whole um, defensive line is just dominant. Yeah, and their so. D line will just kill you, so it doesn't yeah. really matter that much right. anyway. Yeah, uh, but in turn, linebacker. I, I thought this would be a lot different than I expected. Mm-hmm. Like I was expecting New England to kind of pull away from that a little bit more than they did. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I just look at it and I'm just like, man, it just feels like that none of these groups are all that spectacular. No, not really. <laughs> They're all kind of clustered together yeah. for me. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think Buffalo's four. Yeah. Um, the other three have like. Well, let's do this. Let's, it's hard because like yeah. Matthew Junon, C.J. Mosley, and like Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips. Yeah, I think are all like really yeah. good players right. from a then, pass rush perspective. Then let's do it this way. What do you? Who do you think's got the best pass rush? Right? Who who disrupts that? You know, based yeah. on the scheme, right? So we can include linebackers into this now, right? Cause yeah, yeah. Some run a three-four. Yeah. So I would I would say in general the best yeah. pass rushing group is. Still, probably Buffalo. Yes, because of their front that. seven. Yes, and then I think Matt Milano leading the middle. Yeah. with the pass rush, right, is probably the best unit yeah. out there. Right, and then so. he plays more of the pass coverage side of it too. Right, yeah. yeah so, all right. So I'll let's just say Buffalo one and and just front seven. Yes, setting. Yeah, I think probably the Jets. Jets or Baltimore two and three. You mean the Dolphins? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Jets and Dolphins. Yes, probably. It, which is weird. Yeah, you think you think the Patriots have, but that Patriot D line is not very good. I don't think it's very good. No, I they agree. have like like you said, they have Judon. Yeah. After that, you There's go a massive drop off. Yeah, don't know. Yeah, Oof. right. Yikes. Yeah, sure. Dude, not, New England's terrible. Yeah, New England is not good. New England's not good. Um, secondary. This is where I think some of these teams might pull away a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of two of these teams specifically. <laughs> um, Buffalo. You got Tre'Davious White. Still hanging on. Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, K.R. Elam, Teron Johnson. Pretty good. <laughs> There's literally not really a weakness out there in that secondary. Yeah. They're um, weak. You know what the weakness is? Time. Yeah, literally. Uh, Miami, they got uh, Xavier Howard, Brandon Jones, um, Javon Holland, Jalen Ramsey. Forgot about Jalen Ramsey. Don't really, don't really have a nickelback, so we're just gonna yeah, we're just gonna pass that. So, uh, Jalen Ramsey though, <laughs> kind of forgot about Jalen Ramsey too. So that's yeah. kind of a big gift for them. Yeah. Uh, New England, as long as he doesn't play Devontae Adams, he's fine. <laughs> yeah, literally. Uh, or Jamar Chase. New England's got uh, Christian Gonzalez, Kyle Duggar, Adrian Phillips, Jonathan Jones, and Marcus Jones. It's actually a really good secondary, low key. Mm. Like Christian Gonzalez the, hits for them. That's the a really good secondary. They also have Jalen Mills, Andrew Bro Peppers as yeah. like backup right. safeties. Like uh, really good room. There. Uh, Kyle Duggar's a stud. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody had him going anywhere but New England. Um, Gonzalez, right? Like they, they, that's a legit secondary. Yeah, and then it's maybe the one place where New England actually finishes first. New York Jets. DJ Reed, Chuck Clark, Jordan Whitehead, Sauce Garner, Michael Carter the second. With Adrian Amos as a yeah, backup. backup safety. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if New England finishes first there. I like New England's got a lot of depth. Yeah. New England's got depth up the ass. They right? Do like that whole room. Okay, so let's see. I think Buffalo's one in I'd, straight starters. Yeah, Buffalo's one in straight starters. Yeah. I think Jets are two in straight starters. You think so? I well, I, like, I, I, I like, take it as Sauce is like the best. Sauce corner. is the best player on the field. I think DJ DJ complements Sauce pretty well. Yeah. And I like their safeties. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I'm torn. I, here's the thing: Jonathan Jones really doesn't do it for me. <laughs> and actually, yeah, and the hard part is we don't really know no, Christian, Christian Gonzalez. Gonzalez. That's fair. Like Christian Gonzalez could be Jeff Okuda. That's true. And if that's, hey, Atlanta's really excited about it yeah. for some stupid. But if reason. that's the case, and yeah. he's Jeff Okuda, then right. if the safeties go down, yeah. or the corners go down, yeah. the safety play goes down because that's of true. that. Okay, I'll give you. Which Jets is why two. we know Sauce Gardner's yeah. a dog. New England's three. Miami's, Miami's four, four. Yeah. even though they have Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, but here's the thing. But he he just put him with Devontae Adams, and you'll see. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey would have been really good with guys with with a team like Detroit because we have good safeties to back yeah. him up. He can't. He's not going to be. Yes. Um. You know I mean? But yeah. So that's uh, defenses. New England secondary is pretty good, though. I like that secondary. It I is would, a good. Secondary. I would not be mad if that was my secondary walking out there every single week. No, I just I think the cornerback play is a little. Yeah, um, yeah it's really hit contingent upon Christian Gonzalez being a legit player. Yeah, uh, but yeah, defense as a whole. So Buffalo's got probably the best defense as a whole. Yes, I uh, that. with the Jets as like a pretty close second. Yes, and then I yeah. think uh, I think it's Miami and then New England. Miami, New England. Even though it's funny because like Miami has a. Better front seven. New England has a better secondary. secondary. So yeah. it's kind of whatever you prefer there. Right. But Miami, I think Miami, Miami can disrupt the passer more than New England can probably. Yeah. And that's probably where you're going to be. Slight difference. Yeah. Um, so then in general, it's where it gets hard because we had Buffalo's offense at, th- I think it's almost the same three. exact situation. Yeah. Because well, uh, we had their offense at three. Their defense well, the Jets at are one. two, though. Yeah. The, the Jets, Jets are two, two defensively. Yeah. So I think the Jets win it out, right? Yeah, I think. Well, the heart. So yeah, cause Jets offensively were one, one. Oh yeah, one. Buffalo, and two. Buffalo was three. Yeah, that's offensively, true. and then the Jets are two defensively, but Buffalo's one. Yeah. So I, I, I think, I think unfortunately, I think, we have to say the New York Jets are the best yeah, team. I think. Uh, yeah, who who would compete the best with Baltimore and Jackson? Probably the Jets. Probably match up the best roster wise. Yeah. Well, it, I think that really depends because, like, I think I think. Well, I think they both defensively could. Yeah, both defensively match, definitely match could for sure. And I think I think we agree that the Jets offensively is just better. Better. This is going to be a weird year for Rodgers, right? Mm-hmm. And this is why I like doing this is because you know you make these additions and you go, it's like, well, you know, Rodgers, you know, they need a team around him, and I go, you have a team around him. That's why he wanted to go to the Jets. He didn't. He didn't want to go to some shit team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's not going to Arizona yeah. or something crazy. He's not going. He's like, I really want to go play for the Tennessee Titans. Like nobody wants that, right? Yeah. So it's like, it, this is a big year for Rodgers, legacy wise. If mm-hmm. he doesn't get it done and they don't make a run mm-hmm. here, all of a sudden it's like, mm, maybe it wasn't just all Green Bay's fault. Yeah. Maybe you couldn't get it done either. And going into a stacked AFC doesn't help. It doesn't. I mean, not look help. at all the teams we've picked so far with the quarterbacks. Right? We don't even have Buffalo or Cincinnati in our tops, right? And you still got Lamar. Trevor Lawrence and Rodgers mm-hmm. in that list. Yeah. And we already know Mahomes is the best quarterback in the next, last division that we're doing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's a stacked place, and you don't even have teams that even have probably better quarterbacks as in Burrow and Allen on the most talented rosters, yeah. and they're still going to be a pain in the ass to deal with. Yeah. All in the NFC. All in the NFC. All NFC is going to suck. The NFC is going to suck. Woof. I'm really excited to argue about Derek Carr and Desmond Ritter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, which one's better? I don't know. Yeah. Literally neither. They're of both them. terrible. All right, let's shift focus a little bit. So just as a recap, right, uh, New York Jets are coming out of the AFC East. Uh, the AFC South, we've got the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the AFC North, we have the Baltimore Ravens. So last or next week, last division in the AFC. I know you're all really excited to hear about how good Mahomes is. We'll fast forward through that part. <laughs> um, is he really good? Yeah, we'll let's find shift, out next Let's week. shift focus a little bit. Um, let's go... 
to some Red Wing talk, my friend. Uh, we're it's gonna be quick. We, you know, this is we, when I tune out. Yeah, sorry, basically, it's okay. Um, you know, it's something that I have been following very, very closely. Literally, yeah. I check Twitter every single day, multiple times a day, probably every uh, hour. Do you check Threads every single day? I do not. Okay. I'm not that cool. Okay. I don't even have a Threads. Do you have a Threads? No. Okay, good. Well, apparently, like 80 million people signed up for it. Yeah, well, it's because Twitter's going down the fucking toilet. Yeah. But it's fine. Um. Yes, I am, you know, the Alex DeBrinket Red Wings saga continues, right? So it's one of those situations, just kind of want to pass along an update, right? Last thing that we've heard is that there is a deal tentatively agreed to between the Ottawa Senators and the Detroit Red Wings um, to get Alex DeBrinket, who is a Michigan native, who wants to play for the Detroit Red Wings, the 25-year-old 40-plus goal scorer, wants to come play for the Detroit Red Wings. It's so nice. just feels so good to say it. Um, however, trade has not been done yet as of 12.06 this on a beautiful Sunday morning as I check Twitter just to be double accurate and sure. Um, yeah, still nothing. Um, because of the issue of... The, the of the fact that potentially DeBrinket wants a long-term contract. So that means seven, eight, nine years. And Mr. Stevie Y has been hesitant over his years as an NFL GM in general to sign long-term deals like that. I think the longest contract he signed was Steven Stamkos back in the day, and obviously Dylan Larkin he just did, but even that was a bit of a saga. So that's what's really what's holding it up. Mike, I do have one question for you, though. Mm-hmm. Are you at a point with this? Um, you know, cause I know, you know, you see it on Twitter, everyone's talking about it and all that good stuff. Um, are you at a point where you're just like, it ha- if this does not get done, this is a total debacle for Steve Eisman. Like this is his first real big, like what the hell? Mm-hmm. Because you basically have a guy who's in- entering the prime of his career. He's not a superstar. Okay. I'm going to be very clear. He's not Connor McDavid coming here, but he's a very good player. Okay. He's going to help Dylan Larkin and Lucas Raymond immensely. But at this point, are you at a, are you at it where it's like it's got to get done. Mm-hmm. Whatever if the deal's already in place, let's just sign the dude and be done with it and let's go. Cuz he kind of fits the timeline. I'm very confused on why he doesn't want to sign him this long cuz he's 25. Mm-hmm. He fits the timeline of this rebuild where you want to be here in 2-3 years where you're competing for Stanley Cups. That's the point. I'm I'm a little bit confused as to the hesitancy behind it. Yeah, no, I mean, I I think we should get it done. I've been literally um, waiting for like four days. I've been checking every day. I'm like, yeah, eh, nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Come on, Stevie, I let's uh, sign that paperwork. Eight years. Yeah, eight. Get this listen, guy it's over gonna be here. eight years. It's gonna be eight to nine million dollars per year. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen. I'm sorry, that's just what's going to happen, and it's gonna wind up coming out. And, and listen, if it comes out where he signs for six, call me an idiot. But like. I'm at a point where you're on the doorstep. Mm-hmm. Just answer the door. Just do it. You've already agreed on compensation to send to Ottawa. So, like, you already you know you're getting... I, I have a feeling this trade's going to come out, and you're going to be like, wow, that's all we gave up. Because you know he wants to come here. He doesn't want to go anywhere else. He's going to be a restricted free agent after this year anyway. So it's like, he can just leave, and we can get him for nothing after this year. Mm-hmm. So it's very much a, you better make a deal now. Yeah, because if not, you okay, fine, go trade him to the Islanders because that was the other team that was involved. But he's not going to stay. Mm-hmm. So it's like, at, at this point, it's like, man, if we're really getting down to dollars and cents here, if you've already forecasted, which they said they've had the last two, the next two off seasons from a monetary perspective of, hey, this is what we think the cap is going to go up by. This is how we're going to allocate our resources. 
how is this not like, hey, we get Alex to bring it here, him, Larkin together. Yeah. Now we're pushing Magic for playoffs. We're, motion for, we're pushing for playoffs at that point. Yeah. Like that exponentially goes and you go, okay, now we're making moves. Yeah. Just don't understand it. So hopefully next week we'll have some re- reporting where we finally get it and then we can start looking at some rosters and seeing kind of how yeah. all that lines up. Yeah. Because even with Alex Dabrinkit only scoring 27 goals last year, still had more goals than everybody else on the Red Wings. Individually. No, he had no. more goals individually than any other player did. More than Larkin, more than everybody. No. That's sad. A little bit. Yeah. Doesn't make me very happy. No, not good. That's why they need to get him. <laughs> get him out here. He yeah. wants to come. That's the other thing. When is the last time a super, a very good player, <laughs> a, a, a tier below superstar, mm-hmm. a very good player who is very good at what he does, is actually like, I want to go to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Never happens. Yeah. Well, people say it. I don't believe them. Yeah, when Cam Sutton's like, I really wanted to be in Detroit. No, you didn't. Your yeah. agent, and then the story comes out, well, the agent's like, well, I'm working on a three-year, $33 million deal with Detroit, so I'll be ready for that. And he's like, oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's never like, you know what I really want to go? I'm going to play for the Lions. Yeah. It never happens. Um, I just, it just feels like it's the makings, and I'm, I'm getting more nervous about it because it's like the longer it goes on, the more it feels like all of a sudden some of the team's going to come in, and it's like, oh, they blew away Ottawa with an offer, and, mm-hmm. you know. That's probably what they're waiting for. Yeah, maybe. So So let's hope that gets done. Let's shift focus again to the other favorite team of Detroit right now. Your Detroit Tigers throwing a combined no-hitter on Saturday. Mike, I just really have one question for you. Mm -hmm. Do you care? Mm -hmm. And are you as excited about it as apparently every other Tigers fan is? Now, I think it's fun. I think it's okay. It's like, oh, hey, cool, they threw a no-hitter. I looked at more like, wow, he's only won 2 nothing, But... Mm. At the same time, it's like it's a weird, like okay, cool, like Matt Manning coming off of a, of an injury, right? So like he was on a bit of a pitch count, so that's why he gets pulled. You know, they they finished out for him anyway. I don't know. It's just a weird thing. It's just like one of those things where I never see. Like yeah. I bet it happens. Oh yeah, a good amount of times. I'm sure the Tigers have been on the receiving end a lot the yeah. last couple of years. Of <laughs> but like I never see like. ESPN or anyone ever being like oh, a combined no hitter. Yeah. Like, look how good we are. Weird, or, right? You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not normally so. It's like one of those weird like football or basketball stats that like a lot of other people do. Yeah. But then when it's like you, your team does it, it's like look at how cool Ooh, we are. Yeah. And it's like, sure. sure, yeah, yeah. It's weird. I'm like, not. Do, do you think we'd be talking about the Tigers at all if they weren't technically still in a division not. race? Absolutely not. <laughs> If they were in any other division, yeah, it would have been like, all right, well, so season's good. over. Yeah, season's over. Yeah, like okay. there was the last four years when yeah. it's like, all right, season's over. Cool. Yeah, no, because they're six games out. It's hey, like, hey, but they're getting healthy. Riley they're Green's getting, com- Riley Green's coming back. Well, listen, I am just not a fan of you know you know you're atrocious and you're still like oh but like we could still make playoffs. I go for what reason? Yeah, there's no reason. To even like want the playoffs, hey, those just, are quality at bats, Mike. I guess quality I guess so. at bats in the playoffs. I see. I would make that same argument for the 2019 Pistons, and everyone would go, "No, I hated that, but I'm okay with this." <laughs> I go, "It's the same exact thing." Hey, we had a chance in that one game one time, maybe. I don't think so. I don't think so either. But I think Giannis was literally killing us. Did they win when they played the Cavs that one year? Did they ever win a game in that one either? No, no they lost. Right, game no. one they was close. Right, was that what it was? They were like, yeah, "Oh, they had like a that. chance," yeah. and then yeah, it never got like better. That. Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, that was uh, 
That was like the first year, like full full year, like the Reggie Jackson experience for the Pistons, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where LeBron was just like, <laughs> well, I know how to beat you guys already. <laughs> I beat a, a way better version of you guys. By <laughs> yeah, <myself>. no kidding. <laughs> yeah. Drew Gooden was out there. Okay, yeah. um, I was like, if I have to, I'll put twenty nine of thirty by myself. So, since Adrunas Ogalskis is like, I'm here. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even joke with yourself. You're Antoine Jameson, I'm here, kind of. That's yeah, fine. Um, yeah, I, this Tigers thing is it's it's one of those things where it feels like yeah, it's cool, like awesome for the team, right? Like yeah. I'm happy for the players and all that good stuff that they could you know kind of band together and get that done. But man, it just kind of feels like it's one of those things like we're like, all right, cool. Yeah. It's like okay, that's fun. Like when I saw, I was like, oh hey, look, the Tigers threw a combined no hitter. That's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, now I'm done. And now people are like losing their minds. We're like, oh, only like the ninth time in team history. And I'm like. Not the same as JV going nine innings on like a hundred pitches and just mowing down people. Yeah, no, that's you know yeah, I mean? that's the thing. Yeah. It's like it's like you, yeah, you didn't yeah. do that. You just <laughs> it's like oh, I had hope doing this. Yeah, I don't know. Not something I'm overly, overly excited, about. excited about. Yeah, you know what I am excited about this next topic though. I ah, you like that? You know we had that one. I don't know. I don't know what our next topic is. What do you mean? What's our next topic? Ranking. I thought we were doing basketball now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I totally forgot. I, I was so excited to get to that I, one. That's why I was, I was confused because yeah. you did the, the, yeah. the bell, and yeah. I was like, we have a basketball I one, I and I'm I didn't worst. know you were excited about this basketball one. That's yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about this in-season stuff. I thought maybe it's because we were talking about stupid things. I was ready to get to the fun one. Yeah. Um, no, we, we got more stupid Yeah, we got more stupid things to talk about. Let's talk about this NBA in-season tournament. Okay, mm-hmm. Mike? Um, it's a thing. It is. Or, 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 I didn't or, believe it was a thing. Right. They announced it. So the winner of this will become the first ever recipient of the prestigious NBA Cup, not to be confused with the NBA Championship or anything else that's cool. Um, it goes right up there with the Kobe Bryant MVP of the All-Star Game Award. <laughs> Completely useless. Um, or the dunk contest. At least the dunk contest, you get a car or some shit, right? You know, something, yeah, cool. something cool. For a couple years, they were getting a belt, and I was like, that's kind of neat. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you're gonna have thirty teams divided up into six different regions. Regions, of yeah, regions of five. Um, so outside of winning the NBA Cup, do they get like a monetary bonus? Each player gets like five hundred thousand dollars. Oh, okay, cool. So a drop in the bucket for as we saw with all these free agent contracts, <laughs> they're all like, yeah. oh great, I can buy yeah, myself the, the another backup, car. The backups are like, that's more than my entire yeah, salary. Yeah, the and, the ten day contract guys are like, man, that'd be really freaking sweet. Yeah. And like Giannis <laughs> is like, dog, that's that doesn't even pay my house. Giannis is mortgage. like, I've taken more fines yeah. than that in one time. Yeah, so. Yeah, Draymond could be like, that will just pay off all my fines I get yeah, for this exactly. year. exactly. You know what? Just keep it. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's at, so all these games are going to be part of the regular season record, right, yeah. outside of the championship game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I get the purpose of it. You're trying to make regular season games more exciting, more stakes, you know, that good stuff. I understand sure. it from the NBA perspective. However, I don't think there's a single coach in the entire NBA that's like, you know what, we got to push hard for this NBA in-season tournament. Yeah, I do think for bad teams, it'd be, but you're not, but you're playing good teams still, so you have like no, no chance. No, no, for sure, yeah. yeah. But like, uh, for example, right, like as a, like a piston, if somehow they made it through their block, which they won't, but if <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there because those buddy. Sixers are. No one's stopping and beating in that block, but uh, sure. Okay, I don't know if you just saw NBA Summer League, but uh, James Wiseman 
awesome, mm-hmm. and uh, Jalen Dern can make threes. So oh, crazy! He looked at he literally looked at beef stew and was like, "See, that's how you actually make three point shots." Oh, okay, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember that. Yeah, Sir um, Thomas had like seven rebounds. Yeah. Calm it down. <laughs> but anyway, so if the Pistons were to like make it yeah. to that final eight knockout yeah. round or something, right? It would be like, oh, that's cool. Nothing. I'm like giddy about for them to go win the. You say that the until cup. we're all coming out with NBA Cup replicas from the, with the Detroit Pistons logo on there. Yeah, then you're going to be feeling real stupid. <laughs> I will be excited when Luca wins the cup because he's going to be the only one that wants to okay. win the cup. So let me ask you that. Too. So that's what's funny, right? So, okay, so say a team like Dallas wins the stupid thing, okay? Mm-hmm. Great, you get your money, whatever else like that. Is that going to be like a thing now, though, where like people are going to start putting that on resumes and stuff? Like, you know, we talk about in wrestling all the time, like, like there's too many belts and everything, right? Yeah. And, like, title changes happen. Like, Charlotte's already a gajillion-time women's champion, right? Yeah. Is that is this what this is going to be, where it's like, look, I am a three-time NBA champion and four-time NBA Cup winner mm-hmm. and two-time NBA Cup MVP and also a six-time All-Star? It just feels like Pro Bowl stuff to me, where it's like yeah. the Pro Bowl, it's like, I'm an eight-time Pro Bowl. Yeah, because you were an alternate six years that yeah. nobody else wanted to go play in it. Yeah, no, it's one of, yeah, I, I hope it's not. It's the same thing with the... And I understand why they did it. I just feel like they did it, you know, like 50 years too late with the Eastern and Western Conference final uh, MVPs. Yes. Like, that is a cool idea to have. But because you started it, like, last year, it's like, okay, so, like, the only recipients of this so far from the Western side are Steph and Nikola Jokic. And the only Eastern ones are... Jason Tatum and Jimmy Butler so far. <laughs> so it's like it's just such a weird grouping of people. Like mm-hmm. so like in ten years from now, you're like, you know, LeBron's never won that. But he, he's never been eligible to win right, it. Right, yeah. Uh, uh Jordan's would, got he, zero NBA yeah, cups. Yeah, Jordan's gonna have zero. LeBron will probably have zero NBA cups. Yeah. But like it's LeBron's gonna be on vacation. Yeah, but like Luca's gonna have like three cups and no <laughs> one's gonna care. Kyrie Irving. I don't know if you guys saw me during that NBA Cup final, but I was killing it. I had a sixty-point game that's not going to count we, for anything. So, can we talk about the the celebration that's going to happen for one of these teams? I'm really excited. Where all the bench is going to be excited, and then like the warrior, like yeah, staff's going to walk Luke's off the court like, and be like, "This was annoying." Luca's going to be like, "Yeah, I'm going to pay off my wedding with this." Well, that's the thing, right? So, like, I can imagine a scenario too where it's like, okay, this final game, which does not count towards regular season record, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the only game of the entire tournament that doesn't is like. Ah man, we just played a semifinal like two days ago. Kind of stiff, mm-hmm. and then like Steph sits that yeah. game, right? And then they're playing like a Cleveland, you know yeah. what I mean? Where it's like, Donovan's like, no, no, we're gonna, we're gonna go win this thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah we, you know we, I mean? we want this. Yeah, it just, I wonder if there's gonna be like a mandate from the NBA where it's like, hey, you got to play these games yeah. to make sure that we have the best possible product out there. Or hey, listen, yeah. load manage the day before, the day after doesn't matter. Listen, I, I get the if you're not gonna lower the season down. Yeah, I get the idea of hey, let's try to like take 15 of these games yeah. and put them in a tournament style. Try to incentivize Try to a little make bit. it a little more interesting. Yeah. Where, like, you're playing 65 regular games, yeah. 17, like, right. Games are like, hey, you're trying to win like, a $500,000 hey, check. Yeah, know. sure. Like, that's cool. Yeah. But for me, I just like the regular schedule. And if I don't want to watch a game, I won't watch. And yeah. I do you want to watch? Yeah, I, I don't watch, think like, it's going to make any real difference. Now, like you said, if maybe the Pistons make it out of their group stage or whatever, and maybe like, okay, it, maybe it, we'll tune in. But, like, I'm like if the championship game is the Bucks and Nuggets, right? I like, think people would watch that regular season game yeah. as much as they would watch right. the NBA Cup finals of that game. <laughs> 
Like, I don't think it's going to be... It's not like that disparity of a difference to be like, like, oh my God, I have to tune in because it's the NBA yeah, Cup yeah, Championship game. the NBA game. Cup Championship game. Like, I think on a Friday or a Saturday night on yeah. ABC, if you did right. Nuggets, Bucks, right. it does you're the gonna same have a, Yeah, you're going to have a you're, good viewing. Good yeah. viewing number, regardless. So. Can, okay, so I don't think there's a video, there's an image yet of the trophy, but can the trophy be ungodly big, too? Like oh ridiculous. yeah, ridiculous! Like just giant, like to the point where like, why do I want to win the NBA championship? Yeah, because I think it's stupid. So small, yeah, comparatively. Small. Yeah, like I want it to be the point where like you can put in like Marcus Sasser in the cup. <laughs> <laughs> can I put Killian Murphy yeah. head first into this and kick him to Utah, please? Somehow, I love it. Um, yeah, I, like I said, I get it. It just doesn't feel like anything that any of the actual veteran players who are making $30 million a year are going to be like, ooh, really excited to play in that thing. Yeah, you I know? would. I think the only change I would make to it, yeah. and I think it would be an interesting one, and they should do this to the All-Star game because I think it would also be interesting, but you know, yeah. they hate the All-Star game, is if they did this, but you, what you did what baseball does, and the winner gets like home court for the finals. Oh yeah, that'd be cut. That'd be I fun. think that'd be interesting because then I think the good teams right would try would try like if if your final four on the eastern side is Bucks, Sixers, Celtics, Heat. How right? dare you not include your Detroit whatever? Pistons in there. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> and those four teams are like, hey, we have NBA final aspirations. Right. We so want now, the East to have home we court. We want East to have home court because yeah. if we make the finals, game right. seven would be in Milwaukee instead of in Denver. Right. That's much bigger. Like, I think if you did something like that, it would incentivize teams to right. actually go out and try. And yes. then you get the good players to keep playing because they obviously if they get mm -hmm. to the finals, they can have home right. court and stuff. Right. So I think that would be the only way I'd be like, okay, this is how you get intense, mm -hmm. hardcore basketball in the regular season at this point. Right. It's incentivized. But just to be like, oh, here's some here's some money for you. Yeah. I don't think yeah. incentivizes yeah. enough. Okay. It doesn't incentivize LeBron to be like, oh, I'm going to go play this meaningless championship game. Until Skip Bayless out there. Like, it's, he couldn't even get out of the first round of the – he couldn't get out of the group stage of the NBA Cup tournament. I don't know what's going on with Lakers, but they're clearly not making it this year. You know what I mean? Like, that's what's going to happen. It's going to get stupid it will be really stupid. quickly. Um, but yeah, sure. You know, it's like, it, listen, it's like the NBA's version of the G1, except for it's not at all. That was it's awful. <laughs> it's just awful. Cause I want to watch the G1. I don't want to watch this. It's, it's like soccer's like yeah. world cup thing when they yeah. do like the elimination. Yeah. That's coming states. up in the next couple weeks, actually the women's yeah. world cup. So hopefully the U S can three peat. I think three peat. I think so. Yeah. yeah. They're crazy. All right. Now let's get to the actual fun segment. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's right, the, that's that's the right. That's the right. I don't think we have anything time. else. Now. I'm pretty sure anybody driving that listens to that sound effect is going to have a small stroke though. It's really loud. Yeah. Um. So we're going to do something a little bit more, you know, a little fun today. You know, last week I felt like we went out the air a little bit serious with all this Jey Uso Roman Reigns talk. Everyone's freaking out about Roman. We can Reigns. go back to it. If you I'm want. good. I'm good. I don't. I don't need to freak myself out. So this week, I thought, what would be better? You know, we're doing these rankings for these divisional positions and all that good stuff. This week, we're gonna do. We're gonna rank all the world championships, the mid card championships, and the tag team championships for five of the biggest wrestling companies in the world. Those companies being obviously WWE, AEW. New Japan Pro Wrestling, Ring of Honor, and Impact slash TNA. Sorry, NWA fans, the 12 of you that are out there. I get it. The 10 pounds of gold, historical. The 10 pounds of gold has literally met nothing since, like, 1989, roughly. So 
After that, it's been totally hot garbage. So I don't want to hear it. I've um, seen like two NWA title matches ever, yeah. and it had the same two guys in it: Nick yeah. Aldis and Cody Rhodes. So <laughs> <laughs> that's how much I care. I mean, listen, if you put Matt Cardona with the title again, I'd be might be more, more interested. But Tyrus sucks. So, sure. um, NBA type, Listen, when you have Mike Rapata as your world's heavyweight champion then we have problems. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so this is how we're going to do this, Mike. So we're, there's a couple pieces of criteria that we need to filter this on, okay? Mm-hmm. Number one is historical lineage, right? So, you know, like overall, like, okay, like this had a really good run, had you know, or I was like, man, a lot of really bad people have been this champion. Right, so that's right? like 5% of mine. <laughs> Criteria, okay, <laughs> nice. Um, you can include the design as well in it, That's right? Two like percent. There you criteria. go. Okay. <laughs> what What else is your criteria that I'm trying? I'm confused. <laughs> what keep going. What's okay. your, what else are we doing? Um, and then the other one, right, is current importance now, right? And what it, would it mean to be that champion right now? It's importance on the company, mm-hmm. right? And then I'll throw another one in there. Which one would if you could choose to like? Okay, you're the champion of this right now in each one, right? Sure. What would you like to do too? Okay. So I like to throw it all in there, right? Because okay. some people like designs of a championship, but the the actual lineage of it is hot garbage. But it's still a cool looking belt. That's true. You know what I mean? Um. So lots of stuff. So let's let's start. You want to start with the heavyweight? You want to start with the tag? I feel like starting with landing with the tag would be very anticlimactic yeah, in a lot I'm, of ways. Let's start with the tag. All right. So tag division. So for That's the WWE, we've got. Obviously, the Raw and SmackDown, okay? And then I'm, I'm going to put a caveat in here, too, right? If you want to just be the unified, we, you want to do that instead. Rather, mm-hmm. Raw and SmackDown, we can. Um, we've got, obviously, the AEW Tag Team Championships and also the AEW Trios Championships. We have the Impact slash TNA World Tag Team titles. We've got the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships and the Ring of Honor Six-Man. Not Trios. Don't you dare say Trios because they're not Trios Championships. They're Six-Man Tag Team mm-hmm. Champions. And we have the New Japan Heavyweight IWGP Tag Titles, the Junior Heavyweight IWGP Tags, and the Never Openweight Tags, and the New Japan Strong Openweight Tag Team Championships. Lots of stuff thrown at you, Mike. I know. It's going to be tough. It's okay. It's okay. Remember, you got to think of the lineage. You got to think of what title means something right now. What's its importance overall historically? You know, would you want it? Would you be proud to call yourself a former New Japan open weight six man never champion, whatever the hell it's called? Can't you know what I mean? That's true. Um, all uh, that stuff. Maybe you want to throw the title. I'm a big belt guy, right? So I like to throw the designs in there because, you know, what would look the coolest on that beautiful face of yours? You know, lots of good stuff to think about. Which one do I want least? <laughs> It's hard. It's hard. I mean, some of it's too, right? It's, you know, it's, you know, it's the lineage, I think, is going to play a big part in it for some aspects of it, right? Of whether or not you want to, I think those kind of play together, right? And I'm very interested. So if you guys want to, right, fill out your tops, right? Give me your top fives of each one, right? Um, Obviously, like New Japan's got a couple world championships, I guess, kind of, sort of, or a couple mid carters, right? Um, you know, I'm, I'm very, very, very interested. You know, Mike's more of a recency guy than he is necessarily historical, right? I've got a more, I, I kind of like to broaden the Rolodex a little bit, you know. It's tough. It's really tough. It's a lot harder than you think it is. I, I just have to look up who. I can't say it because it's yeah. going to make me sound like I don't know what I'm talking about, so. I, I can help you. It's okay, buddy. Don't you worry. Who is? <laughs> <laughs> who has held the Ring of Honor tag titles before? Oh, 
I re- okay. There you that go. Helps there you lot. go. The design helps, doesn't it? No, I was gonna. Oh. I was gonna. I was trying to figure out who the Ring of Honor tag champs are right now. Oh, Lucha Bros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to say it because yeah, I was yeah. like, I, it just sounds bad. But. I'll always remember that match because Dante Martin's foot fell. Oh, off, that's so. true. That's where they <laughs> want it. Yeah. I was like, I was like, it's not FTR because they're AEW, and nope. I was like, oh, who could? Nope. Who, they nope. don't have any Ring of Honor tag teams. So I don't yeah. know who they are down there. Exactly. Yeah, that's current day, but there's a lot of good tag teams that no, have held it yeah, before, for right? Sure, for so, sure. like, yes, you know, yes, while yes, Mike's yes, kind yes. of finalizing his list, I could probably give you mine. Okay. Um, so we'll go least important to most, okay, okay. in my list. Okay, so the New Japan Strong um, strong Openweight Championships are probably my last just because they've been around the least amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's really no, like, you just got to build up to it, right? Like, I, I just don't think it's, I think it's hard to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, my next one is going to be the Never Openweight Six-Man Tag Team. From New Japan. That's oh, we're going. We're, yeah, oh, we we're got doing, the six mans too. Oh, we're not. Okay, sorry. Got those six I'm, do, I'm doing there. my list a little yeah. wonky here. Okay. Okay. I was I was just going like off company and combining all of them. Oh, oh no, we're no, going no. Individually. Yeah, individually, buddy. <sighs> individually. All the tags. Uh, all the tags yeah. we're ranking. All the mid card. All the heavyweight. Okay. You got this. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, never. Minutes, yeah, the never open weight six mans are probably second to last on this list. Huh. Um, I guess hasn't changed my list too much. No, no, they're terrible. Um, Literally the first championship with the Briscoes and Toriano, and I went, all right, well, you killed it. Um, I think the next one on my list is probably going to be the Ring of Honor six-man tag team championships. Those are pretty bad. I really don't. I mean, you had Cody, uh, Hangman, and somebody else, I think, hold them for a hot minute. Um, or I think the Bucks and Hangman had. I think Cody held them with the Bucks, too, or something. Mm-hmm. And then... I mean, you had the kingdom that held them, the Matt Taven version, and then Villain Enterprises. But outside of that, it's been a lot of really bad six-man tag team champions for Ring yeah. of Honor. The titles really haven't meant a whole lot. And they don't really – they're not needed. Let's be 100% clear. They're just not. Um, so that's probably pretty low on my list. I'm going to follow that up probably with the – oh, boy. This is where it kind of gets a little bit rough for me. Um I'll probably throw up there the TNA slash Impact tag titles as my next one. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of great tag teams have held these championships, right? You got Beer Money, you got Motor City Machine Guns, you got America's Most Wanted, you got Team 3D, you got LAX. Um, Tomco and AJ Styles is like one of my favorite tag teams in TNA history just because they, they were a lot of fun. Um, but there's also, you know, American Wolves you can throw out there. But then there's a lot of bad tag teams that have been tag team champions, right? Mm-hmm. Scott Steiner and Booker T, that was a rough go. Um, Chavo Guerrero and Hernandez, yikes. Um, you know, even the some of the current champions that have held it where you're like, man, okay, you know, Eric Young and name a guy. Eh, not the best. And I, I don't think they've had necessarily some of the better tag teams in a hot minute uh, in Impact outside of maybe the North that held the titles for a really long time. Next, I'm going to put the uh, AEW uh, Trios Championships. And I know I kind of said that reason why I put the strong open weight was because of the lineage. And it's not very long. They haven't really done a whole lot. But this lineage, though, as short as it is, there's only been three champions. That's a pretty high list of people. Like, you could make the argument the Elite, Death Triangle, House of Black are six, or I mean are nine of the most accomplished in their perspective sport, right? And probably some of the best wrestling we've seen in the past two years. Um, those are really high up there for me. I think they've done a great job with the trios championships. The match quality has always been really, really good. Um, 
And I think that they're only getting stronger because they've ne- they've yet to have a champion where it's like, oof, that is not a very good trios team mm-hmm. yet. So I really dig those. Um, I probably are going to have to go the AEW tags next as of right now. And this is, a, this is hard for me because I, I almost put the AEW tags one. So obviously, spoiler, the WWE tags are going to be number one for me. Um, but the, the AEW tags, I think because... You know, for every young buck, we get, you know, a random like guns rain. Mm -hmm. And then for and because you have so few tag title runs right now, FTR's first run was kind of weird. I don't even love Scorpio Sky and Kazarian being the first champions. I thought that was a missed opportunity to elevate the Lucha Bros. Um, Young Bucks have had a really good run with them. I thought the Lucha Bros had a really good run with them outside of those two teams, though. I don't really feel like any AEW tag team champion has had like this amazing championship run. FTR is kind of maybe starting one right now, but like even the acclaimed as popular as they were, I don't think that as tag team champions, they added or negated anything necessarily from that team. I think they're over by themselves. The guns transitional tag champs, Kenny and hangman was really good, but once again, it felt less about the titles and more about that internal strife. Um, you know, you know, Lucha Express, that was fine. You know, they were just kind of there for me. Um, And then, obviously, the WWE tags. As much as the WWE tags, whether you want to do Raw, SmackDown, the Unified, World Tag, whatever, the lineage is there where tag team wrestling at one point meant something. And now I think they've done a nice job in recent history, the Usos, the New Day, even now Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, where you're like, man, this is some good, these are some good tag teams that have been champions in very recent memory. Um, so that's why WWE is my number one. Okay. Did I talk enough to give you enough time? Uh, sure. Okay. Sure. All right. That's just the tags. Yeah. So we got just, some time here. Yeah. That was just, that was just the tags. I, I made more of my mid card while you were talking. Okay, so. cool. Good. Good, 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 <laughs> so good, good. We, yeah. I have an idea of where a mid card is. Yeah. Yeah. So tag one. Um, I actually relatively agree with like most of it. Yeah. Um, so like my last ones are new Japan strong. Yeah. Never open weight. Six man yeah. from Japan. Yep. Yeah. Um, Ring of Honor six man, Ring of Honor six man. Yeah. Um, I don't even know why they exist. I don't really know either. Um, I would put so those are kind of like the bottom three. Yep, I think they probably should be the bottom three. Yeah, I just don't think not any- very good lineages. It, it, it haven't been along long enough, right? And they haven't done enough where you're like, holy crap! Like that's you know you're making something out of these. Yeah. Uh, next up, I would put like you did the Impact tag titles. Yep. It's just Impact was not. Yeah, something yeah, I was like, yeah. I can I can go through and I was I remember like the the quadrilogy of matches between like the Hardys, yes, the yes. the Wolves, yep, and the 3D and stuff, mm-hmm. and yep. you had Beer Money and stuff like that in yep. there. But I don't, I couldn't tell you a match that happened right, for right. the title. Nothing tag super memorable where you go. Remember I was that like, great? I was team remember that, that banger yeah, tag yeah. team match they did? I yeah. I don't have. A I lot would of say that the only one that sticks out in my mind is Beer Money and Motor Scene Machine Guns. Mm-hmm. Those were like really good yeah. TNA tag title matches. But after that, it, it's slim pickings for it like slim pickings. truly great tag matches where you went. That was awesome. Yeah. So yeah. Impact would be last there, uh, or yeah, like kind of middle. Yeah, middle, mid- of the middle of the packs yeah. there. Um, and then I would go New Japan tag only because... Oh, I completely uh, forgot about those, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Oh, crap. Whoops. But New, New Japan tag, I'd put slightly above the Impact tag, but also in the same yeah. sense of I think they've had good teams like the Bucks yeah. and Evil and Sonata I would put those, and those third. guys. Yeah, mine would be WWE, AEW, New Japan Heavyweight, 
trios junior yeah tag yeah but um, I completely forgot about those. Yeah, but yeah, forgot about the tag team. Oh, I thought I like, like I thought I had them already knocked out. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. blah 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 blah. Uh, but yeah, New Japan tags just because yeah. I I can think of some teams, mm-hmm. but there's it's not like a plethora of great matches and stuff right. that I remember from right. that. Um, and every Wrestle Kingdom I've watched, they've never really had a great <laughs> match. So, um, <laughs> what are you gonna do? That's All funny. Right. Um, and the uh, same thing with the juniors. I think, you know, when the Bucks were there, they opened, like, Wrestle Kingdom 12, I think it was, or 11, mm-hmm. yep. with a really good match and yep. stuff. But mm-hmm. other than that, there's not been a whole bunch there. Mm-hmm. So that takes out, like, New Japan and Impact. Yep. Those are basically just kind of the bottom tier in terms yeah. of tags for mm-hmm. me. Right. Um, so basically that's left is the two AEWs, the Ring of Honor, and the WWE. Yep. I think those are kind of my top four. Yep. So I would have AEW six mans at four. Mm-hmm. Basically, for the same point that you had, yeah, where it was like you it's look hard at to the, put them too high up because the lineage isn't there, but the yeah. lineage they have is so solid. I was like, I was like, you're literally three for three in tag teams that you have yes. there, so yes. you really can't go wrong if yes. you continue giving it to solid guys. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it can only get better, right? Um, and then three, two, one is really difficult. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably say Ring of Honor's third. But yeah. they've had some just banger matches the they last, have. like, three or four years. Yeah. Uh, you know, having the Bucks be there, Bucks, Briscoes, mm-hmm. FTR, Briscoes. Yep. They have that, that final battle, battle ladder match with SCU, the Briscoes, yep. and the Bucks right before they made AEW. I guess it was yep. 2018 because it was right. Right, when, right before AEW started. Yep. They had that ladder match at final battle, which is mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. Yep. Uh, they've had banger matches. I just don't remember, like, pre, like, 2015. I couldn't tell you a lot that happens. With <laughs> well, Ray I mean, Lana. yeah, right. I mean, it, so, was, it was the Briscoes, right? Like, yeah, they just, survived. Briscoes are, like, 19-time but, champions. But they so. had some really good tag teams, too, right? Like, Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin had some time there. Uh, the American Wolves cut their teeth. Kings of Wrestling had a really good run, Claudio and Chris Hero. So mm-hmm. they, had some, they had some banger teams back then. Yeah. Seth Rollins and Jimmy Jacobs. That's where Seth got his start. Yeah. Uh, my number two would be WWE okay. in terms of... Um, Currently, they're they've been really really good. Yeah. Um. I do think there's a lot of there's like a ten year gap. There, yeah. There's though. like a yeah. big gap when especially when I started watching, where I was like, oh, Carlito and Primo are tag champs, and you know, forever, forever. John Morrison, <laughs> The Miz, tag champs, yeah. like all these teams. And I'm like, yeah. okay, that's yeah. sure. Jarrah show and yeah. Miz show, yeah. and there's a lot. There's like a long line of. I guess these are tag team champions. <laughs> sure. Not real tag teams. Yeah, until they like kind of brought back the tag team division a right. little bit in the mid-2000s right. or 2010s. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my number one would be AEW. I think the match quality for yeah. these titles yeah. are through the roof. I think if you literally pull out any pay-per-view. Yeah. They have those pretty like, solid tag like teams. Yeah. Most, I think, just about every single one you pull out, the mm-hmm. tag team match for the title is like one or two on the match card. Yeah. Whether you look at the Revolution 2020 show that we were at, yeah, that was or great. the All Out Steel Cage match, yes. or even yes. the f- the All Out the first one with the ladder match, yep. or you look at even the acclaimed and Swerving Your Glory is the best yeah. match on that show. That was really good like, too. yep. You just sure. look at you're like, all right, banger after banger after banger. Okay. Might have some of the best tag team matches ever yeah. uh, in their lineage. Yeah. So, AEW would be number one. Okay. Me. So, I'm going to list off all these mid cards that I've thought of so I don't forget any now on my next list because I'm okay. an idiot. So, I've got the New Japan Strong Open Weight. Okay. That's, that's the one that Eddie okay. Kingston held okay. holds right now. Right, that's a mid card? Okay. Yeah, it's a mid card. Yeah. yeah I'm going to put that in the mid card. Okay. Okay. The Never Open Weight. Mm-hmm. We've got, and the IWGP US. Okay. 
and the IWGP junior heavyweight. That's also mid card. Okay. Yeah. 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 That did I miss any of the uh, New Japan ones? No. Okay. So then we've got for TNA slash Impact, we have the X Division mm-hmm. and the Digital Media Championship. Yeah. So, so there, that's last. Okay. Yeah. Okay. For AEW, we've got the AEW TNT mm-hmm. and the International. Yeah. Okay. For Ring of Honor, I've got the Ring of Honor Pure Championship and the Ring of Honor Television Championship. Okay. And that's all it is, right? Yeah. And then I've got for WWE, I've got the Intercontinental and the US. Okay, yeah. Good? Sounds good to me. Okay. All right. Did that, did that mess your list up at all? Any really? Well, I'm not. I just have them all listed. Okay. And I'm just going to go. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm going to delete them as I talk about okay. them. Okay. So. All right. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? I can go first. Okay. You, you go know, first. We'll, we'll make it fair. I'll go first on this one. <laughs> Even though I don't have. I, I forgot mean, like four tag titles in my list earlier, so yeah. I'm clearly stupid. Yeah. All right. So last on my list is yep. the. Uh, TNA Digital Media Championship because that's not even real. So, that's a little slaps. Haven't watched a single digital media match. I don't think I have either. It's so good. Yeah, that's last. That's pretty bad. Um, okay, <laughs> that's just love it. I love it. I love um, it. next last would be I didn't know we were doing this one. So the strong open weight, yeah, would be last. It's not good. Not a good lineage. Just kind of started up. Yeah, there's just not, not a lot. Not there. a lot there. No, I, I, no opinions. Not good. No opinions. Um, all right. Next up, <laughs> I think it has to. It literally has to be the TNT Championship. Okay. Um. All right. Interesting. Uh, that title flip flops so much. Yeah. There's a point. And AEW is only four years old, where I can't tell you who, like, how the champion yeah. order goes, because it of flips it. every seven days. It feels like, yeah. Um, yeah. So TNT is just, it's just not it right yeah, now. It's not. Um, yeah. It's tough. It's it's a tough one, mm-hmm. and comparatively to all these other ones, it's just not, yeah. not in that atmosphere right. right now. There's not, there's not been that. Like Cody winning it, fine, whatever. His feud with Brody was really good, right? But like, yeah. I don't feel like there's been like that definitive feud mm-hmm. for the TNT championship, right? Where you're like, it's about the TNT title. Yeah. Like it's about that. Not oh by the way, he happens to just be TNT champion. Mm-hmm. Alright, so that's like my bottom three. Okay. That was like a pretty easy bottom three. Yeah. Um now it's actually gets kind of competitive here. We're actually you know it's we're, funny because yeah, you got here. some lineage there, right? For some of this stuff. Uh I think next I'm debating between two. Yep. I think next we're gonna go never open weight. Okay, interesting. Um, it's also I'm a title. You have the pure title as high as you do. I kind of like the pure title. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah I'm with you. Um, that's actually the one I was debating. Yeah, of, of pure yeah, yeah. title or never open weight. Yeah, it's just never open weight. Never really does. No, they never put it on someone I really like. Yeah, like it's always like it's uh, right now on David Finley, which is yeah. fine. Yeah, it was on um the the one brother from uh. Gorilla of yeah. Destiny for yeah. a hot Tomatonga. minute. Tomatonga. Yeah. I was like, th- th- it was just some of these people that I just like, I just you, you don't. You just know you're not a main eventer when you're holding that, right? And, yeah. And, and I, love, I love the design of the belt. I yeah, think it's, it's cool. I think it's a great design. But to your point, right? Like at one point, it's like Togi Makabe and Tomohara Ishii just trading it back and forth. Like, 
Okay, like it's like okay, yeah. you're big enough star to hold the championship, but not a big enough star to actually have a title that yeah. people are like, "Holy shit!" And, he won the never open weight title. And there was like a six month period where like Kota Bushi won, and then Osprey won. Yeah. I said, "Okay, now we're gonna." Get and then to they the gave it to Jeff Cobb, and he went, "And we're back." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it was like there was that moment where I was like, "All right, Will Osprey's gonna put on like ten bangers with right. this, and right. it's gonna mean something now." Yeah. And then you gave it to Jeff Cobb, and I said, "Okay, I don't yeah. care Hard as pass. much anymore." Hard pass. Uh, next up would be the Ring of Honor Pure Title, especially yep. the new iteration of it, because yeah, there's yeah. not been a lot with it. Yeah. But the First iteration, I think. Yeah. I think this one's a historical bumps it up like two or three slots of what it should. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Ring of Honor Pure is there. Yep. And then we will get to, I think this is probably where you have to put the international championship. Yeah. Even though I am a big fan of the international championship. There's yeah. just literally only been two people to hold it. Yeah. And I think Orange has done a great job with it. And I think Pac has done It's the same thing with the AEW six-mans, where yeah. I'm like, you're two for two and you're champions. Correct. But you're Correct. two for two, like yeah. you're three for three. You have I, a lot of time to fuck it up. Yeah. I was like, I was like, <laughs> the TNT went Cody and Brody. Yeah. That's a really good one in two. Yeah. And then we kind of fell off a cliff at one point. Yeah. As long as we as long as we go like Darby or Swerve or someone good next yeah. that can keep going with it, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. Like but even right it. now, you can't be like, oh, Luchasaurus, awesome. Yeah, exactly. Right? Uh, so yeah, so I'd have international there. Okay, and then I would have probably the WWE United States Championship. Wow. This All is right. this is a lot of recency yeah. bias, but we talked about this off air. It's not. We were good. doing that reverse chronological order list. Oh thing, god, it's been bad. And I couldn't tell you like the like who Austin Theory won it off the of. The United States Championship really, really has done like they've done such a good job with the Intercontinental Title lately. Yeah. Even without even without Gunther, right? Like I thought, like okay, Sammy, Jeff Hardy, it, like we're like you had like a good little run there. This has been rough, mm-hmm. been really bad. Yeah, yeah. The U.S. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a it's a recent like last two or three year, and I just don't honestly. I, it's there's even not longer, a, it's even longer than that. Yeah, but there's not a lot yeah. of memorable U.S. title things out it's there Cena, for the WWE, and that's it. Yeah, it's really it's it's honestly like you can go back and look like when Eddie won it, cool. Benoit had some good runs with. It. I know we're not allowed to say that guy's name anymore, but like it's really Cena, and that's it. It's really bad. Yeah. It's not good. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I put that. Yeah, I put yeah it's that not there good. You're not wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. It's it's not high on my list either. Uh, next up would be. I'm surprised you have the X division so high. I know. I was thinking X yeah. division's <laughs> gonna be next. Uh, uh, X division's gonna be next. Yeah. It was either that or the WWE US. I, I just remember a lot more X division stuff than I do. Yeah, because the match stuff. quality was good. Because because TNA awesome. for a long time put a high. That's what made TNA different. Mm-hmm. Was the X division AJ Styles yeah. right? Christopher Daniels, those guys doing flips up. It was the cruiserweight division revamped. Yeah, they didn't want to admit it, but I mean Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, those triple threats, mm-hmm. phenomenal. Yep. Um. Next up, just because I don't have a lot of the historical precedents on this one, yeah, I'm gonna put the Ring of Honor Television title. Really, okay. but I don't have anything yeah. pre. Like, I haven't seen anything awesome from that title. Yeah, but mine, I also yeah. don't have like pre 2016 knowledge on on a lot of stuff. I'll drop some knowledge. So, on you, don't worry. Um, so that one would be four. Mm-hmm. Um, third would be the IWGPS uh, GPS uh, <laughs> United States Championship. So you have the Junior Heavyweight higher. I do. US. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, the U.S. title, I mean, if you want to go match quality. Recency last, bias like, for recency this is bias hard. Because there's been some bad U.S. champs. Yeah, but there's been yeah. some really good matches yes, in there. Correct. Like Moxley and Lance yeah. Archer has had some good stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Um, early on, you know, Kenny's the first champion out yeah. there. So he, you know, beat Ishii for the title. Right. And then, you know, kind of boosted up Jay White a little bit when he won it. Where we've been friends the entire time the title has existed. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> But yeah, so I would, I would put okay. that third. A yep. lot of recency bias on that. That's like two years. Yeah, of help but a listen, lot, but, but because of the Intercontinental going away, mm-hmm. it had to step up, right? I mean, yep. you have Osprey, you've had Kenny, you've had uh, Tanahashi, you've had you know Jay White, Jay White right? Exactly. Yeah, Cody, you yes. know, some of these guys really yes. holding it. John Moxley's held it, yep. stuff like that. So yep. it's it's they put some significance on it. Uh, second, I'd put the Junior Heavyweight. Wow. Um, okay, there are some bangers for this yes. one, and you know my. This is a lot of Osprey bias in this list. <laughs> I will admit that fully. Yeah. But there's like a four-year run in the juniors where Osprey, yeah. Marty Skrull, Osprey, and Takahashi. Ricochet. Ricochet out there. Like, there's a lot of mm-hmm. really fun yeah. junior heavyweight title matches. I mean, you can – but it's also got the lineage, yeah. right? You've got – And Jushin. that's – I was going to say, yeah. that's more of like, like yeah. Jushin's on the leg and you have a lot of those older guys. Yeah. But then it's like – there's also it's not like a recency like even recently it's been a good championship yeah. but it's really got elevated for me yes. in like the mid 2010s yeah because you guys. had the talent to fit there right like Kenny as junior heavyweight champion you yeah. were like oh man this Prince is- Devitt as junior yes, heavyweight exactly you know? right and it, you elevated it to a point where it was a main event level type of thing yeah. right I mean you've had a lot of really good junior heavyweight champions yeah and then obviously number one is the intercontinental championship yep. this would be let me let me phrase it this would be lower if Gunther is not banger <laughs> putting on banger after banger after banger yeah because yeah. pre Gunther yeah. this would probably be like third or fourth because mm-hmm. historically awesome yeah last like six years not rough. great yeah there's a really rough 2010s period <laughs> where no one cool won the intercontinental <laughs> championship and it, i was like yeah. who would want that yeah, that's exactly. stupid yeah but You're i think it got, it's gotten revigored recently yeah. and historical precedence puts yes. it number one yeah okay i like that list actually i don't have a ton of deviation from it so i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of speed through mine a little bit before we get to the world so my first one is going to be um yeah, the digital media is going to be last. No one's held it. I mean, like Matt Cardona, cool, whatever. But like, it's it's not really a thing yet. I I like I appreciate the fact they're trying something different. Mm-hmm. I'll take it there. Strong open weight, second, uh, second to last. Don't get it. Don't understand it. I I you know, yeah, nothing good so far. Hopefully Eddie Kingston can change my mind on that. But so far, not so much. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to throw the TNT title right after that. Like you, as your bottom three. Like I said. No real, Doesn't no no real me. stories, right? It's just kind of there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna throw the um, I'm gonna throw the never open weight after that, right? Once again, a title that was meant for young guys, which then immediately crowned Masato Tanaka as your first champion, who was like 40. Mm-hmm. I go, we, de- we defeated the purpose of the championship in the in the opening moments of its existence. Um, from there, I'm going to put the Ring of Honor Pure Championship. Um, the I feel like sometimes the rules kind of get convoluted mm-hmm. every once in a while, so it's kind of hard to follow. Just like um, my list. a little bit so far, <laughs> yeah. Um, then I'm gonna put the uh, let me get rid of some of these here so I can okay TNT pure titles gone, uh, never open weight strong open weight are both gone. Um, yeah. Next, I think I'm gonna put the yeah, 
do I want to put the yeah I'm gonna put the U.S. title there too. U.S. title sucks, dude. Mm-hmm. I, it, I was I had hopes when Theory got it that like okay he'd be on every single week defending the title having good matches. Instead we've got he's on every single week he's not having good matches and nobody cares. Yeah. It's been it a, is crazy how they they gave him Cena and nobody and, cared and no one cares. nobody cared. Yeah, it was terrible. Um, next I'm going to go international championship. Um, like you said, two for two so far. Orange has never been more over. I would put it higher if I felt like we were making our way towards something big for him, right? Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm almost concerned that he's going to drop the title and then something big is going to happen for Orange rather than mm. Orange being international champion and we're setting up that massive feud for all in for that championship. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Hopefully, I was hoping that it was going to be him and Swerve. I thought that would have been a really fantastic, right? Him and Zack Sabre. Something where you go, we're putting this championship on display like, it means something. Oh, that is the title we forgot, too. Right. That television title. Yeah, that's fine. That's that's, that's, that's last, too, because it's, we got one person. Yeah. Like, come on. Um, next, I'm going to put the X Division Championship. Um, the, you know, it, you've had some great X Division champions. You know, AJ Styles, Loki, Smojo, Christopher Daniels, Chris Saban, Alex Shelley. Hell, even Kurt Angle. But you've also run into the issues where you've had, like, really, really bad X Division champions. Abyss was X Division champion at one point. That's rough. Brian Kendrick, not the best. Um, some of the Austin Aries reigns were pretty were pretty terrible. Um, you know, the constant trading it back and forth thing, not not the best thing. Sanjay Dutt, not great. Um, Sonata before when he was boring, that was not good. T Great Uno held it for like 160 days. That's not the best. But there's a lot of memorable stuff, and TNA basically made a whole company off it. Next, I'm going to put the Ring of Honor television title. I love the Ring of Honor television championship. I loved it when it first got brought in. I've loved the following next two title designs of the championship. I thought it was, I think they've done such a great job with that lineage for the most part of who's been Ring of Honor television champion. I mean, Eddie Edwards, you've got Christopher Daniels, El Generico, Roderick Strong, Adam Cole, Matt Taven, Tommaso Ciampa, um, Bobby Fish, Jay Lethal, Greatest television champion ever. Now you've even got like Samoa Joe, Minoru Suzuki, Tracy Williams. Uh, I mean, as as bad as Kenny King is, they've had some really, really good Ring of Honor television champions. Like really good Ring of Honor television champions. And so that's why it's pretty high off my list. Plus the designs have always been really good too. Um, next is going to be probably the IWGP junior heavyweight title mostly because i'm fat and i can't be the junior heavyweight champion that's um, unfortunate. i know right but once again lots of great historical you got jushin thunder liger you got the great sasuke you got guys like owen hart chris benoit otani just so many good people tiger mask black tiger whatever you want to call it. tiger mask one two three four five six seven you know it's just so many great people that have been you know junior and even right now right like uh, you know, time bomb. What's his last name? Takashi, right or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's been fantastic. And then yes, my last one is also the the Intercontinental Championship. It's the it's the Workman's Title. It's the all right. You got the U.S. and then obviously the oh, Intercontinental. I was just sorry, did sorry. you hit the IWGP? Yeah, I I, I, I I backspaced it because I already thought I said it. But yeah, U.S. Title second for me. It's the second most important championship in New Japan. It's it's becoming what it should have been from the get go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Intercontinental. For obvious reasons, it's my favorite championship. Probably, if I would, if I were ever a professional wrestler, that's the one championship I would have wanted to win. Mm-hmm. It's the Intercontinental Championship. I love the Intercontinental title. The, his, the history behind it. Some of the greatest, the, the best wrestlers ever have been Intercontinental Champion, mm-hmm. and that's that's what's important. Okay, last one we've got here. 
obviously. So we're going to break this up. So WWE's got the... I'm going to give you the world heavyweight, okay? Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, and then... Well, I'll, I'll give you two options. Do you want to do the world heavyweight and then the WWE and Universal? Or do you want to do just WWE Championship and world heavyweight championship? Um, so, like, world heavyweight's going to start from, like, 2002 until now, sure. right? So, obviously, that massive gap, whatever. But then the WWE Championship starts from, like, Bruno all the way to Roman. Yeah, that's you can. Fine. I don't. The universal will be like dead last. Dead anyway. last, right? Probably. Exactly. Okay. So okay. Fine. So all right. So we got those two, right? Um, and then you've got obviously the AEW World Championship. Yeah. You've got the TNA World Championship, Ring of Honor's World Championship, and New Japan's World Championship. Okay. Perfect. So this would be a lot more simple, but you're the man. You're the man's man at this point. I am the man's man. I like being the man's man. Man. Okay. Man. Well, let's alternate this one and see. Okay. So we're starting last. Yep, start with last one you want to be. Okay, sixth. I do not. <laughs> I do not want to be this world champion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my six. I guess I'll be your champion. I yeah. guess. Yeah. Uh, I would say my six is the Impact World Champion. Yeah, I'm with you at that one. At this point in time, it's really hard to be like I really want to be Impact's yeah. world champion. Yeah. Like Steve Macklin was just world champion yeah, there. Just Who was. the hell is that? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like um, love Alex Shelley. Think Josh Alexander's awesome, but. You have Kenny Omega and a whole lot of garbage before that. So, yeah, um, yeah I'm with you on that one. So, Impact is going to be sixth on this list. Yes. All right. Fifth on this list yep. is probably going to be the Ring of Honor World Team. I couldn't agree more. Okay. As much as I love the history of the Ring of Honor Championship, it's diminished in value so much after COVID or during COVID. Yes. Right? When you lost Kenny and the Bucks, that final battle – really felt like the end of Ring of Honor. It really in did. In so many ways. Yeah. In so many ways. Mm-hmm. You go from, you know, Danielson, Joe, Punk, Cole, Strong, Rollins, Eddie Edwards, all these guys, you know, Daniels never, you know, and then you go, all right, Bandito, okay, okay, Rush, Forever, PCO, ugh, yeah. you know, not the best. Yeah. All right. And even Claudio, no, I haven't been amazed by Claudio's run. Mm-hmm. That's defended awesome. it like twice. Yeah. Um, all right, so it's big four here. Big four. Big four here. Um, I will, so here, here's what I will say. Yeah. Is there's two. Okay. And then there's two. <laughs> okay. So I got to just figure out yep. what's three and four and how I want to do one and two. Okay. But there's a clear four, three, and okay. there's a clear two, one for me. Okay. Um. I can probably give you my fourth one. Who's your four? The World Heavyweight Championship. Okay. For me. That's where I was yeah. leaning. Here's why. As great as it started, mm-hmm. Triple H, Orton, Benoit, Edge, Taker. Mm-hmm. You also have Swagger, Del Rio. That's true. Uh, Dolph. 2010 really hurt that Do- one. Dolph for a minute, right? Like yeah. um, Orton held in it for, like, just random guys were world heavyweight champion for a yeah. hot minute there, right? Uh, and it doesn't have the lineage mm-hmm. to stand up for it long, t- long. you know what I mean? Um, as compared to the other three, I think it's hurting a little bit. Yeah, I was gonna say world heavyweight. Yeah. I thought you were gonna crucify me. No, nope. that's why I was thinking nope. about because it. it's, I'm not including it going back into like the 1800s. You know, like yeah. when it was first established. Like the big gold belt, the design wise, glorious, beautiful. Couldn't mm-hmm. ask for a better championship. But from a historical standpoint, from WWE's on Goldberg, ugh, yeah. gross, right? Not not nearly as impressive as people, try, I think, sometimes remember. Yeah. Rollins is doing a great job so far, but, you know, there's a reason why it went away. Yeah. 
right, uh, big my th- show. Yeah. So so that makes it easy because then my three is AEW. AEW is also my three. I am surprised. I thought you'd have it higher. Um, I, I can't put it higher. Yeah, I, I physically cannot put it higher. Yeah, I want to. Yeah. I cannot put it. Listen, higher. here's the thing though. <laughs> I, I as great. I feel like we've had one really great run with mm-hmm. the title so far, and that was Kenny's. Yeah. We're, we're verging into yeah, two right MJF now. MJF is doing a nice job so far. Don't have any problem with MJF as champion. I think Moxley's first run, too long, COVID, killed it. Yeah. Couldn't couldn't overcome. That's impossible. Mm-hmm. His next one, fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? The third one was whatever. He's just holding it to give it, right? Yeah. Punk's unmitigated disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, Hangman. Hangman's, Hangman's was tough. Yeah. Hangman's Moment, is, yeah, awesome. Hangman's is hard because match quality might be... Some of the best. Yeah. Yeah. But like. He never had a good feud. But after know, that. Yeah. He never really feuded well no. or didn't do a Gave lot him Cole with immediately, killed Cole. Had, Cole had no heat though. Yeah. And you're like, you come in from like this massively over angle against Kenny, mm-hmm. where that's your journey. And then it's like, okay, we're done now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's tough. That's really tough. Yes. I think Kenny's the bar and everybody else is far and away underneath it. Jericho's yeah. first one established it as a, as a credible championship. Fine. Yeah. But even yeah, I think Kenny's bar, I think MJF is closing. Like, yes, he is like swimming to the surface to try yep. to get to it. Yep. And everyone else is like a pretty decent Agreed. underneath that. Agreed. All right. So yeah, so those, that was my fourth three. Okay. I was trying to decide okay. between I'm, those two. I'm surprised that we were as, um, as in lockstep. One, two, I, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Um, I would say for me personally, I've always liked since I started watching New Japan, the New yeah. Japan heavyweight title. Yeah. So I think I'm going to put that one in WWE too. Okay. I love everything they do with the New Japan title. Like yeah. even when it comes to like right before they walk out and they flash all the names oh, of yeah. all the former people. That's really cool. Like every time they do it, like for Wrestle Kingdom, it just feels like a big deal. Oh yeah. Like you're just like, oh shit, you're walking out defending yep. this title that has this lineage behind it. Yep. It's just an absolutely crazy right. feel to it. Yep. And then they ruined it by making the... the and then the they, world, yeah, they ruined the it by combining about trying to... I'm going version four here because you said we're going, we can go version four. Yeah. So until they combine... And then they combine the intercontinental lineage. So I know, like, I hate it's that. A bigger, I hate nah. that. But, um, but yeah, just like thinking of Okada's reign and just going, everyone just going, God, just, this guy's just unbelievable. Yeah. And watching Kenny Okada yeah. four times yeah. with that reign, it's just like... Yeah, I've got New Japan 2 for me. I'm not, I know no one's shocked, Yeah, but uh, yes, I agree with you. Right. They've done a nice, and even before that, right. I think Tanahashi's reign of dominance was really well done. Mm. Right. Whether it was before Okada or after, I think there's moments though, early on in new Japan's career, like history where you go, man, those are not good world champions for one reason. Like Bob yeah. Sapp was IWGP champion. You go, why? Well, cause he's a name from America, right? Yeah. Like Shinsuke's really runs were not great for whatever reason. Um, but over the last 10, 15 years, they've really kind of come up where it's just like, dude, this is yeah. this is the best wrestling and in that, the world. Yeah, and that's kind of yeah. where my yeah. barometer bar hits. Yeah, of course, like yeah. the last 15 when years. When Tanahashi took it and ran with it for so long, right, mm-hmm. even though there was moments, okay, there's a Togi Makabe over here, there's a Kojima over here, there's a yeah. name a guy, right? But it was always kind of came back. And then when Okada came on the scene, you're like, holy shit. But then you went to AJ and you had Kenny and you had mm-hmm. all these guys where you're just like, it's a constant level of like excellence that you have to be at, right? Yeah. You saw Naito struggle. You saw Boots Yeah, and I, I think that's the thing 
and it, it might just be the booking of New Japan that Could be. helps yeah. out a lot with it. Yeah. It's like they make it feel like, okay, this guy has to go through like everything. years of work and everything yes. to get yes. to this title. Yep. Sometimes it's like WWE's like, all right, he won the Rumble. Yeah. And he goes out and just wins the championship, like, yeah. and doesn't wrestle in between there or anything. It's right. just like, there you go. Here's the championship for you. Yep. And I think, like, New Japan's like, Kenny took four shots at him yep. to finally beat him. Or Naito takes, like, mm-hmm. six years mm-hmm. to finally beat Okada. Like, yep. it's like, it just feels like the booking-wise is just... Had to man, win the G1 it, twice. Like, yeah. like yeah, <laughs> literally, he had to win the G1 twice yep. and and basically kill Okada to beat him. And I think maybe it just suits that that's how Okada is. Yeah. And, but it just, they make him feel so unstoppable yeah. that it's like, man, yeah. it takes well, The match everything. quality, the story... Right, the in-ring work is just so next level. Right, yeah. um, I I can't argue with it. Right, yeah. for me, the real reason why the WWE Championship is higher is number one, it's it's the biggest company mm-hmm. in the world. It's the it's the most important championship in that company. Right, and let's be very clear, it's not like the WWE Championship is without stinkers. Right, Miz, um, <laughs> Jinder Mahal, um, anytime the Big Show was ever champion. Right. Um, you know, we, if you really want to start really going all the way back, right, the Stan Stasiaks of the world or, you know, there's been some bad WWE champions, right? JBL, as much as, you know, people look back on it fondly, still sucked at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's the, it's the most, when you think of wrestling and when you think of being the world champion, you think of two things. You think of being the WWE champion or you think of being the big gold belt, right? Mm-hmm. That's the two things you think about when it comes to that. And so for that alone, right, um, and you look at it from an historical standpoint, the men that have been the WWE champion, right? And you look back, they're they're the tippy tippy top, you know, of the industry. Hogan, Flair, Andre, Savage, Brett, Sean, Austin, Rock, Taker, Triple H. The list is I mean, Kurt Angle, I mean the list of people, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, um, you know, and even current guys now, right? The Drew McIntyres of the world. Those are top talents, you know. Seth Rollins is of the world, top talents. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's some stinkers in there for sure, and some reigns that have not been very good, you know. But I still think at the end of the day, being the WWE champion, no matter what era, no matter what time, it sets you on a specific level where you go, hot damn. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like you're just there's not that many, right? Mm-hmm. To say that, like, oh shit, you're a WWE champion. That's pretty impressive you know what i mean whether it was for a day whether it was forever you were the best wrestler you're the most over guy in that moment of time and that's that's pretty cool but yeah i don't have any issue with the new japan either that was a lot of fun though it was a lot of i I like that i like being able to go back and revisit and kind of check in on some of these places we don't talk about enough but that's gonna be it for this week's show next week another divisional ranking probably got some more wrestling talk hopefully alex to bring it is red wing um but we will not be talking Tigers because Michael quit the show. So that's going to be it for this week's show, though. On behalf of Missing Whale Man, he's the Merck, so Mike Merkel. I'm the Mouth Michigan, Robin Dyka. We will see you guys, as always, next time.